0: I like The Morning After more than Colonize Mine.
1: our album uh, after the last few album reviews that we've done finally we get our hands on a current Prince album just hot off the press the most recent release you know the one that everyone's talking about so again welcome to the show we've got player yo toe jam hello and captain Including myself, MC I think that's the first time I'm um, revealing my nickname on the show So I'm I'm MC for anyone that didn't know We're going to be doing what we do Sitting around, having a virtual discussion Talking about, in this case, Lotus Flower And when I say Lotus Flower It's basically going to be the Lotus Flower album The centerpiece album namesake so we'll leave MPLS sound and he licks her to another show for another day <laughs> but yeah this is going to be all about what is in my opinion and I won't give too much away other than that I'm a huge fan of the release so far but in my opinion you know the greatest album since the gold experience um, arguably maybe even put in the rainbow children there from, from a musical point of view and uh, the guys are going to have a lot to say this could be a very very interesting show and I'm sure it's going to be a heated discussion So, um, firstly, I'll just pop the question. We've done a First Impressions podcast about, from memory, all the material. But just focusing in on this Lotus Flower album, I'm kind of wondering how how you guys are all, what you all think now. Has time changed your opinion? Are you still listening to the album? What's happening? So, take the floor.
2: I consistently rotate it from this MPLS sound. The last three albums, usually I've only listened to it once or twice and then shelved it. But with this one, I've been listening to it constantly since it's been released, which is good because I keep finding things new which I didn't find out of the last three.
1: Okay. All right. Anyone else? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um,
3: this has pretty much been constant rotation for me as well. Uh, the, first, the first week, MPLS Sound was in there as well, but that's, that has kind of tapered off a bit. But, you know, every time I listen to this, as Player said, there's just more things to hear, uh, new things to listen to, things to look out for. It really is a, an, an amazing album and I can't wait to get into doing track-by-track track to explain why I think that... All right,
1: all right. And, Captain, what are your thoughts?
0: Uh, the tracks that I <laughs> <laughs> did at the start I have grown, but, yeah, there's some the growers on here. But we'll get to that.
1: No, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Uh, I, for one, uh, you know, I've already pretty much... um. You know, revealed my true colors i think it's an amazing release i think it's an amazing album not without flaw but hey what what isn't even the greatest prince albums and 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 albums by other artists you know i don't think anyone's ever made a perfect album so it's not about that but this is a very strong release i guess that's about it that you know that covers our overall thoughts so let's get into the nitty gritty there's 12 tracks and we're going to be going through every single one as per normal let's start it off with track number 1 get right into it and track number 1 is Called from the Lotus. It's an intro track uh, to a, to a point. It's an instrumental, um, two odd, you know, two and a half minutes odd long, and uh, you know really introduces the album and the vibe and and the, I, I guess the context of of, of what's to come. Uh, let's start with Toe Jam. What are your thoughts on this track?
3: Yeah, it's a um, it's a great intro to the album. It really sets it up. I think uh, it's. Again, he's got these um, guitar effects, these really low distorted guitar effects running through, and, that, and that's kind of a theme that goes all the way through the album. Uh, so it's nice that he starts up with that. And uh, going into this kind of galactic theme that he's got, it really sounds like, you know, he's, we're heading off into space and uh, we're entering the new galaxy. Uh, and that's what, that's what this track, I think, is, is meant to kind of give you that feeling. Uh, the instrumentation is is really nice with the Fender Roads and, you know, it's very uh, Rainbow Children-esque. Even going back to sort of like Miles Davis um, in a silent way, that kind of sound. Um, <clears throat> Michael B., Sunny Tearback, again, kind of letting us know that, you know, this album's different. It's not just a collection of, of his best songs at the time, which more or less his last three studio albums have been about. Mm. Um, so, yeah, this, this is a great opener. And, the, you know, the little guitar, like, it's not a, Amazing guitar solo, but it, it just hits the right notes. Lets you know, hey, you know, here we are. Listen to this. Listen carefully to this album. That's what that, that little guitar solo tells me, anyway.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you, if if you don't listen intently and closely to this first track, I think it, I think you know that that sort of listener will probably miss most of what's coming up and yeah. what's coming next. So yeah, I, I agree with you. There's a lot of textures on this um, player. What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, it, it sort of fits in the whole vibe of the um, concept album, like this introduction. It sets your mind or gets you ready for the whole experience, puts you into the headspace of it. Um, we've already mentioned the comparisons to Return to Forever and the instrumentation. Um, and exactly like what Toe says, it's like boarding a spaceship and taking a journey through space. It's like it's taking you to where this album's being sort of set up and... and Put you into the headspace of it, so it gets you into the vibe of the whole city. It's
1: really good. All right, and Captain, what do you think about this?
0: I I like it. This is the, the intro track that I thought like thirty seconds long, or some stupid little Sieg like Gold Experience was full of. It wasn't. It's a bit longer than that. It's good, and it's it's pretty. I think I said this in the impressions. It's very similar to the The Undertaker, Dolphin, the extended part of that. When they're just doing their thing. It's got some good and you got Michael B and Sonny T, son get any better. And uh, there's not too much whammy bar. So
1: thank you. And he must be listening. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, well, I, I can't agree... Uh, sorry, I can't, <laughs> I can't agree with anything that anyone has said. I agree with everything, actually. I agree with everyone, um, and, and, and here's my kind of spin on it. Um, in addition to everything any, everyone has already said, um, the, the words that come to mind are... When I, when I first heard this, and, and even a, as, as recent as today when I was listening to this on constant rotation, this track is an intro, and it's mysterious... It's strange, it's dystopian, it's ambient, uh lyrical guitar playing, um a la the Rainbow Children, very, very similar to that musically his guitar playing and it, even his guitar sounds kind of um you know, takes you back to those days. Um and, and it's a great opener, it's a great scene set and what it does, and I think it does this extremely well, is it subtly introduces you to what's about to come next. Um you know, and it, you've got Sonny T, you've got Michael B, you've got Prince, and you've just got this this really different uh, opening to a Prince album. I the
0: mean, real we, new power trio. Yeah,
1: it's... it's yeah A fake one. Yeah, they're back. The, the MPG trio are back. back and, and, and 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 this, this track, you know, um, a lot of people have, have, even at this point, have said a lot about this album. Um, as with any other Prince release, um, but I, I really think that that this intro and we'll get to the outro later. They're they're, they're even at this stage already underrated. Um, definitely not from my point of view, but but I think in general you know the the instrumental sort of sort of tracks are gonna usually get lost in a pop release. Um, and this this isn't really a pop release, or is it? Who knows? It's it's all over the place. So. This introduces you to what's about to come next. And I have to agree with Toe Jam, the guitar playing is, is really cool. Um, it's it's really, really understated. Um, I kind of get the more of a Santana vibe, early, early 70s Santana-type records. But I, I can see the, the Miles Davis and the Return to Forever influences, I guess. But it's Prince. It's, it's not a carbon copy by any means. Um, I could... Man, if this was on, if this was on constant rotation, just this track, you could just listen to it over and over again, especially on headphones. I have to add, and just find new things. So, you know, any any song that does that to you and invokes these types of emotion, uh, these types of emotions is is awesome. So, big up to the uh, to track number one. Um, how could how could can you go? Well, we're about to get a little bit better from my point of view go straight into track number two, which is Boom, Take the Floor, Play Out. What do you think of Boom? This is an awesome
2: song. Oh, yeah. It has great rhythm to the track, the sweet melody in the verses. I really like the way he um, handles the verses and the way they're sung. The lyrics themselves are quite raunchy if you put your mind to it and dissect what he's saying. Love his attempt at the psychedelic lyrics. It reminds me of around the world in a day style era um, like uh, Paisley Park or even the title track of that album um, the backward vocals and the chorus part is very interesting
0: um, what, what, uh, does anyone know what they are? I, haven't uh,
3: been bothered yet. I tried to do it in Audacity but all I got was, I couldn't make it out it was something about um, uh, every time I come or every time I go something, something like that's the only really part I could make out, the rest of it was it's too low in the mix
0: uh, well, I actually saying, how many of you suckers are going to pay 200 bucks for <laughs> <laughs> I
3: want your 77 dollars I want your 77 dollars <laughs>
0: He just says that over and over
2: <laughs> He's probably saying all the swearing and stuff in the backwards part
3: I was thinking that actually I was thinking, mm. oh man, maybe this is where he's like letting loose you know, yeah. all, these, all these years of building up non-swearing
1: <laughs> Yeah, well and that also makes sense, all, all these years of building up and now he's coming and going Take that as you will um, and the only thing that
2: that's a bad point for me is it's a little too short, the running time, and I really don't
1: like the abrupt ending. For me, that ruins it. Oh, man, we're going we're gonna to have a tussle tonight, player. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get into it. Um, I'll, I'll leave the, abru- the, the non-abrupt ending to, uh, to my review. But, um, uh, Captain, what do you think about Boom?
0: I don't have a lot to say this track. Oh, come on, oh, man. Oh, man. The You're kidding! Couple, the first couple of times I didn't like, it. and it, this is one of the ones that's slowly, it's slowly better. It's got some nice vocals, it's got some nice guitars, and the guitar, the guitar in the chorus and the guitar solos, and he's got these chords, chords that are so similar to something off-Sign of the times, just the sound he's using. But yeah, it's okay. It's Did- a, sec, it's, a sec, it's a second track album. Did, did,
1: did. It's just a oh, second track. <laughs> it's just it's just a track. Yeah, yeah. Like, but we're, we're, when you say like it's it's just a it's just a track, you, you like you're you're kind of kidding in a sense, aren't you? Like you're pulling our leg a little I think bit. There's
0: a lot was on this album.
1: There's what better
0: songs on this album than than this? All right, all right. We'll get to it's, it. it. It's got this sort of dreamy vibe to it, which sort of goes. Or bunch of songs on this album. There's there's better songs in this one, for sure.
3: All right, Tay Jam, what do you think? Uh, well, I love dreamy Prince songs, and um, as I always say, you know, every Prince song, every Prince album has a song that sounds like he wrote it in a dream, and this is this is the one for me. It's just it's so out there. It's it's got it's so many different styles all compiled into one. Uh, the I, I really love you know we always bitch about the auto tune, but I really love it in this one. It really sets the you know, this kind of futuristic uh sound to it. Um the guitar playing is absolutely off the hook. Absolutely really? off the hook. And I love the way he finishes a phrase and then this reverb will just like pan left to right in and you got the headphones on, it just kinda like what the hell was that? That sounded awesome. Yeah it's
1: it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Crap.
3: And he does it with the snare as well. Just randomly the snare will just ring out and just bang. Just wow, it's awesome. Um and I love the bridge as well, how it kind of goes to this sad little melody in the in the bridge. And Man, this, this track, this is my favorite track on the album. And oh. I don't know why, but it, it just, it hits me. Every time I hear it, I just want to hear it again and again and again. And uh, I love the way at the end how it, it all, for me anyway, it just comes together right at the end with the little guitar line and it's backed up by a keyboard in the background going... And it all just comes together for me. It's like, man, it's just... It's absolutely perfect. I love this song.
1: I have to agree with you 110%. Uh, I have to say, this is... You know, I, I don't know which which of these uh, 12 tracks is m- my favourite track, because it changes constantly, uh, but I could very, very easily pick Boom as the best of this set. It is, without a doubt, one of the great songs of the recent era, and probably of all time. Um... What it's thing? that. It's what of all time. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, Man, boom. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. It's boom, all time. Oh, but it's such an unorthodox song. <laughs> that's, it, that's the thing. That's so like, weird about it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, you know the the first track was mysterious, strange, dystopian, ambient, or lyrical. This is exactly the same. It's just a follow through. It it's purple Kool Aid again. No, it's actually rum and it's 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 uh, rum and pineapple juice tonight, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, no, it's it, come on. But you know what? I I, I kind of feel like uh, I I almost want to go back to, to talking about track one and how good it is because it's it's it, this album is just really getting me fired up. Um, I was waiting for this and and kind of had had pretty high expectations and I don't know why I had high expectations because the last few releases I haven't but. I mean, when you listen to, 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 to From the Lotus and then as it goes, as it goes into Boom, I, I love that. That's the first thing I love, how it's just so um, unequivocally badass. It's, it's just awesome, you know? You've just got this chord.
3: But uh, what I love then, as well, I don't know whether maybe this is me just reading too much into the galactic theme, but it almost sounds to me like you've got the, the, the first chord. And then you've got this really low kind of sound, and it almost sounds to me like, oh, they're landing on the yeah, they're landing, landing on the planet, kind
1: of. Thing. Yeah, well, I can, I can, uh, I the landing thing, like, uh, I didn't think of it until you mentioned it, but, but I thought, I thought it was, it was, um, it was the beginning of something. Like, I, I heard that on the headphones, yeah. and you just, yeah, I can, I can definitely hear. This is like we're getting warmed up. Cool. Yeah, so, something big is coming. Um, but man, boom. I could spend the next two hours talking about it, but I will not It's psychedelic, psychedelic lyrics, fuzzy guitar. I don't know what tone he's using, but it is brilliant. Um, and, man, whoever said it was ridiculous guitar playing is on point. This is, this is ridiculous guitar playing. He's, he's done something very rare, and I think not only for him, but for other artists as well. He's transferred, in my opinion on, on this track, he's transferred the, the type of stuff that he plays live... and and, and very similar kind of methodology to to the way that he's been soloing over the last five, ten years into a studio track. And and to me, it's rare. It's rare to hear him play like this on on studio recordings. Um, I just love the stop and start bass and drums. It is brilliant. I could just imagine them sitting around in the studio and, you know, Sonny, you know, one leg over the other, just kind of, like, plucking away at the bass. Michael B. um, hitting the cymbals and then, you know, stopping them and and all that kind of stuff. It's just brilliant. And, And can you imagine Prince just going off on, you know, rocking the accent in the studio on this one? awesome awesome and and the layered sounds and you hear it more on, on headphones than anything else um but y- even on you know through a stereo y- you can hear it it's just okay let me put it this way I've listened to this album about 30 or 40 times easily I've been playing it to death that means I've heard boom 30 or 40 times and never has it been identical it's never been identical the background lyrics I, c- I haven't figured them out so um you know, and I don't know if we ever will. It's talking but it's just... about the book. Sorry? it's talking about the book. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but it's, oh man, I've, I have no further superlatives for how good this song is. It's so around the world in a day but it's so futuristic at the same time. And he sounds, guys, if, if anyone has got two proper ears and they're listening to this song, how can you not say that he doesn't sound inspired? To me this is the most inspired princess sounded since the gold experience, but hey, this is 2009 and it's Lotus Flower and boom! Yeah,
2: I think you're right. That's what's happening. I think that's the reason why it works as well is because he's not holding back. A lot of people think that he holds back in the studio with the guitar so he can save that for the live stuff, but it seems he just lets go and you can really feel the vibe and the energy from it. And it yeah. translates really well.
1: So there it is. Uh, from the Lotus and boom, the one-two punch, and we're going straight into track number three, a three-chord special cover version, so to speak. Are we going to do three A first? three uh, A for those unlucky people who own the <laughs> online version of the album. Um, I guess we should. I guess we should. I mean, let me put it this way: I don't think that that what's that What's that song called again? Someone needs to remind me because I'm I'm all whack when it comes the to that.
0: Morning after.
1: The Morning After. <laughs> oh, 3A, The Morning After. Alright, give it your best shot. Anyone, just anyone take Captain. Captain, do you like this track
0: or what? This is my favorite song on the album. <laughs> I and, see. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you've been, you've, been,
1: you've, been cutting in and, you've been cutting in and out a little bit, uh, so, so I, I couldn't quite catch it. Did you say one of, or did you just say the one after is the best? It's one off. Not that that makes <laughs> it any better.
0: <laughs> the first I just it just sounded like this dumb kid. And the more I listen to it, the more I like. It's just, it's, it's sweet, and it's got this Dream-esque vibe, and uh, it's on. It's great. It, it, it is Boom. So, so that's saying, I think. It's better than it, boom.
1: It's better than boom.
0: See, does boom have a harpsichord? I think so. You can't beat a harpsichord. you got to have harpsichord. Alright.
1: You know what? I'm just going to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to let it go tonight. It's, um, it's, or, or, got, it, a, it's got a
0: great guitar. Oh, say about it, don't, don't start talking it got a cool guitar solo and it's got these backing vocals and it might as well be Wendy and Lisa singing them because it's exactly the same that they would have done if they were there. Uh, if, if this was a, a crappy outtake in 86, everyone would like this song. Oh, you have to be kidding me. No, but because it's a new song, they'll go, oh. No, no. <laughs> How do you
1: know it's a new song? Well, maybe it is. Because it's 86. just come out. Maybe they uh, don't like it. I highly doubt it's from 1986. It might be from 2006.
0: I'm not saying it's better than some '98 stuff, but uh, this was a 20.
1: All right, all right. Now, it, people would like it more. Yeah, it, are you are you saying that the morning after would fit very nicely onto the Dream Factory?
0: No. What but do you I, say? It's a similar style song, two songs, album. Like so what? Like like Dream Factory. Like like train, what? Oh. You're
1: comparing train to the morning
0: after. Train's better, but it's a similar style. You got a harpsichord. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Man. <you're- laughs> good bass. I like the bass in it. And, and he's singing. He sounds like he's 20. He sounds really good. And you, you can hear accent, which is funny.
1: I, I'm lost for words. Like, usually I... I'd- I'd react quite violently towards towards that kind of <laughs> towards that kind of opinion. We're in a virtual setting here, but yeah. <laughs> but for some reason, I don't know why. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hold back because because if you like the morning after so much, I just I can't wait to hear some of your other opinions.
0: Oh, I'm sure you can't. <laughs> I'd really like this song. I want it's the, at the end of a few lines. Like, think one of them one line ends with one and just the accent his accent when he says one sound
1: you like his accent
0: yes and there's another line which <laughs> i think he says whether it's or near or something and just the accent on and and one no i, one,
2: one, no, I feel i feel i feel, like I feel ashamed, now
1: now i feel ashamed for not having cut it cut you off like this is seriously <laughs> you're biting three or four minutes into this show I'm done. And now. we're talking talking about the morning after. Great, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, am I'm, <laughs> I I'm the only one? I I, I hate to like it was all going so well. We're flowing through the you know talking about the tracks, and then you got to bring up a, a brick like this. I mean that's ridiculous. <laughs> a brick, a brick. <laughs> it's a, a brick. brick. It's not moving. It's not going anywhere. It's a gem. It's staying right where it is. It's a it's a
0: unpolished diamond. What do they call them?
3: A diamond
1: in the rough.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, uncut. <Man>. Uncut. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> now, Am I the only? Uh, hold on, like I, I feel like I'm talking to myself. Is, 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 is anyone on the on the morning after bandwagon? Please, uh, toe Jim. Someone, tell someone me how I love this track. <laughs> I, I like love me. this track
3: too. I love this track too. <laughs> oh no! I think this is better than Boop. No, no. Oh, f- <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking for no, the no. cancel button. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I don't think this is on par with everything on the album. But it is. I, I do like the song. It, it, and um, the more I listen to it, the more I get into the to the vibe of it. Um, Did you, you, you Dance when you listen to it? Uh no. But I, I, I do my thing. monkey so. thing. <laughs> 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 No, no, I can definitely hear the the Dream Factory comparisons, again it's it's not in that league of Dream Factory material, but it it does remind me of Train, that was the first song I came up with it came to my head too, it reminds me of Train that, you know, it's happy-go-lucky you know, some some, again, the the background vocals make it sound that 1986 sound uh, when I first heard it I thought you know, this reminds me of um, all the midnights in the world, not in terms of the... uh, Except it's way better Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say it not might. in terms of the song itself, but just the fact that it's you know it's a light-hearted,
1: soft rock, you, soft pop. It reminds me of all the midnights in the world as well because it's <laughs> shit. That's why uh, no, 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 it's no. shit. It's great. It's great shit. But sorry, can, no, no, no. Continue. I want to hear more. Continue. Well,
3: oh, man, I could keep going forever about this track.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> the harpsichord. No, no, no.
3: Yeah, it's the harpsichord. Listen to it again. And you'll, no, you'll hear the harpsichord. the harps <laughs> He's got this um, in the in one in the left speaker, and then you've got in the right speaker. I think it's like a little soft organ, and they just do, 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 do they alternate, and it's it's yeah. funky, it's funky, it's it's just really like it's really classic Happy prints without sounding uh, without sounding fake.
0: Yeah, it could, it could have been like a total rip off, but it, it it's better than that. Yeah. It sounded like him trying to do a Dream Factory. But it's better than that. If that, if that makes sense.
1: <laughs> Our ratings are like I'm looking like- at I've officially fallen. <laughs> officially fallen. <laughs> People are writing live comments to us as we're doing this show. So I can't believe we're talking about Dream Factory. How can you even compare the Dream Factory to this? Well,
3: having said all that, having said all that, if you are out there and you're thinking about joining the Lotus Flower website just for this song, you may be a little bit disappointed. However
1: <laughs> a little. I like how you put that.
3: If you are if you're already a member, if you're already a member or if you join for other things, you will have a nice pleasant surprise with this, this nice little funky track track.
1: If you agree <laughs> with everything that Toe Jam said.
0: <laughs> Player um, you love this song.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. What, what, what this song means
2: is the morning after pill.
0: <laughs> this
2: is something <laughs> off Emancipation, or New Power Song. No
3: way. <laughs> no! Yes, no way. for sure. No. New, New Power New It would be like the best song on
2: the album. <laughs> but those songs of those it albums would be. are better than this. This is too much of a wishy-washy, happy-clappy, sing-along type of track.
0: It's better than Graffiti Bridge.
2: This picks up where resolution leaves off on planet Earth. It's way better than resolution, and I'm glad it didn't end up on the CD, disc version of the album. That's all I can say about it.
1: Oh. That's. You, you, do you mind if I follow up, or have you got more to more, more to say about it?
2: No, I'm not going to waste my time with it.
1: Neither am I. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I need to say something. I, I think that I think that it, regardless of of my. <laughs> I won't say hatred, because you know, to, to hate a Prince song, it's got to be really terrible. And this isn't a complete stinker, but it doesn't, I don't think it belongs here. Even for the morning after Lovers, and there's two of them in the house, and I, I feel kind of, I don't know, I feel kind of dirty saying that, but to the morning after Lovers. <laughs> hey, MC. Do you, do you guys think this, that, 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 that this track fits on the album? Does it fit on this album? No. The more I listen to it, the more I think it
3: does. Oh, my God. But again, having said that, it's not in the same league of the rest of, the, of the, the the rest of the album.
0: If it came down to if if I was you know putting the album to camp down to the morning after and, and Crimson and Clover, probably put Crimson and Clover because it it's a fit. I think it was a nice alternate thing for the web people to get when it first came. Hey, and you've got the CD version, MC, haven't you? Yeah, I do. Listen to the morning after. Twice?
1: Have, have I listened to The Morning After twice? You haven't listened to it 40 times, I know that. <laughs> no, <Nah, laughs> you, you're damn straight. <laughs> um, I haven't listened to The Morning After 40 times, but I've listened to it more than once, more than twice. I've listened to it maybe 8 to 10 times, because that's the amount of times that I listened to the album, the, the online <laughs> version, before I got the physical CD.
0: Because I know it's heard forever. You didn't like it at all. You listened to it a few times, you didn't like it. You've you listened to this a bunch of times like it, but now you love Forever, because you said that in Impression. Love
3: it. Did I say I love it?
0: I'm pretty pretty sure you did.
3: Well, I think I've got to go back and listen to that show.
0: I'll just say use it then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll mean, uh, ask you in another month or two how much morning after that.
1: No, no, no. I, I will never like this song. Just like I, I, I cannot play Resolution and all the midnights and all that crap. It's just... It's it's beneath him. I mean, if you guys, if all it takes to impress you guys is a is a um, sappy happy go lucky poppy beat, then then I don't know what to say. I just don't know what else to say. But hey, each to his own. Um, I'm just happy this is not on. If if the morning after was the was officially the third track, I would not be hailing this as a masterpiece album? Just because of a track. Just because of a shit track. Yeah, you can't have a shit track on a masterpiece album. How does that work?
0: Oh, there's a couple. Don't worry. That's not, if you think this is one, there's there's more to come.
1: <laughs> well, hold on. Hold on, hold on.
0: <laughs> what are you talking about? If you, more then, to come. If you think this is a shit, oh, there's some more shit tracks on there.
1: Well, don't worry. Oh <laughs> uh, fuck! I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to say. Let's just go into Crimson and Clover before I lose my mind. You, is, yeah, is anyone still there? Yeah.
0: Still, are we still recording? Is it still on?
1: All right. <laughs> three. Track number three. We, we, track we're number about to review three. track number three on Lotus Flower. Three. Three. Track number three. Crimson <laughs> and Clover. <laughs> Crimson and Clover. Uh, can, can I start with this? Does, does anyone mind? Go, go for it. it. This is the three-chord intro. Nice, fuzzy ambient guitars. The underwater echo vocal effect. Smooth delivery. Uh, psychedelic mashup with Wild Thing. Brilliant. Who in the world would think of this? There would you know, but but only one. Um, it's 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 a brilliant composition. Um, it's not a faithful cover version in the sense that it's it's not just a, a run through of of Crimson and Clover the the you know the, the '60s version of the song the original version um, you know it brings in Wild Thing and it, and it brings it brings in original compositional elements it brings in original guitar playing and th- those layered sounds oh man if you if you guys thought Boom had some panned. Um, uh, you know, panned effects with it within the track. This has some serious panning. Like, the way that, that the guitar solo pans from left to right and, you know, just at the right moment and the timing is brilliant right towards the end of it, it's just a mind buster. It really, when I was listening to this on headphones, it just, what an experience. And the, the guitar playing is off the chain and, you know, you feel like... He could probably go further, you know, he could just start shredding, but that would detract from the song. It's just, all the solos on this album are just really lyrical. Um, and I have to say, you know, even the solo on The Morning After <laughs> is lyrical. It's a good solo. I mean, his guitar playing recently has been absolutely top-notch, and it's, it's, it's a brilliant track, love the pan effects, love the guitar, love the psychedelic, uh, love the sound, everything. It's just a brilliant, brilliant song.
0: Take the floor.
1: You're starting to like the morning after. Toe jam. (laughs) The morning after sucks, and now we're going to toe jam. (laughs) Take one. Toe jam. Uh, He's gone. He's gone. He's He's probably listening to the morning after. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It says cold drop. All right. Well,
2: then I'll take over if you want. Take it over. All right. Crimson clover. Clover. It's a great tune, um, even though it is a cover song. I know a lot of people don't like when he does um, cover songs, but I think this is a different exception because if you weren't aware of the fact that it is a cover song, you wouldn't think it was... If you weren't aware that it was a cover, you wouldn't think that it was a print song. So he very much makes the song his own. Um, definitely nice guitar effects and solos. Um, and I didn't agree at first with this being selected as the first single, but my mind I've changed my mind on that. Uh, since it's released, since I've heard the whole album where it sits. It's really, really good.
1: Alright, alright, alright. Toe Jam, are you there? I'm here, I'm here. What do you think about track number three, Crimson and Global? Uh,
3: yeah, I really like this cover. Um, I think this sort of sums up the entire album. If you were going to play one song for someone to sort of represent what this album's about, this is the song to play. Uh, again, it's a really interesting way that he's mixed all the songs together It reminds me very much of the way he played "Just My Imagination" in the in the late '80s live. Uh, This kind of you know laid back ballad with this really heavy guitar solo towards the end, and and it builds and builds as it goes goes along. Um, Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. It's it's pretty straightforward, uh, a pretty straightforward song, but it it works really well. And again, it summarizes the album Uh, when it goes into the wild thing uh, parts. The second time it does it, he—I think—I don't know whether it's deliberate or not—but he actually misses it. All the, well, the guitar, the guitar misses it, and you just hear the bass playing it. And I don't know whether that's deliberate or not, but it used to distract me at first. But I think he's left it in there deliberately to sort of give it that more live uh, vibe to it, and I think that it's, really comes across.
1: Yeah, it's 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 raw. It's very raw that, that bit. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah it's
3: really cool. Yeah, it's just yeah, an example of you know that little imperfection makes it. It gives it almost subconsciously it makes it sound more raw makes it sound more
1: live yeah it gives it that live feel you know like i've I've said it about boom and i I agree with what you're saying there like this is the type of song that i could imagine would sound very very similar played in the studio
3: yeah yeah um also i I actually really like the video as well if you've seen that on the website or it might be on a few places by now yeah yeah. Uh, the video is actually quite interesting as well the way he's got the um you know, looking through the dancer, and then you see him in the background. So I think it's interesting visual. It's about time he made decent videos too, like this one.
1: And it fits with the overall concept. You know, the the the, the colors, the psychedelic colors, the kind of the way it's filmed, and all that kind of stuff. I think there's, um, you know, there, there there is all this. Uh, there's a lot of media that, that has come along with this album. You know, the pictures the website sh- shots, you know, photos and shots, the album cover art, the the videos, they're all, you know, the, the fashion, what, what they're wearing, the, you know, some of the Leno performances, etc. I mean, it's just a, it's, to me, it's very reminiscent of Gold Experience era, very reminiscent of um, Sign of the Times era in the sense that this is obviously a project he believes in to the degree that he's going to, you know, make a statement with everything, with the video, with the cover art, with everything. So, um, I find that really interesting as well.
2: Yeah, it's hey, not it's not stylized like um like today's sort of records. It's sort of more organic and it has more of that concept album feel to it. Mm. Definitely,
0: Captain. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's a tie with the morning after. Huh? I tried to listen through Crimson and Clover just so I had to review. I'm uh, ready. It's got. You were talking about it's got the left and right in guitar solos and everything. And the funny thing is, every, every um, person who's learning to be a sound engineer and they do their first couple of mixes, play around with the panning like it's the best thing they have ever done. And, and after they stop doing it because you just don't. And then he's done it all over this album and everyone's saying it's great. And to me, it's just ridiculous. It's what beginners do, and it's really funny. But because he's him, he, he can do it, and it's fine.
1: So what? You, you, don't, like, you don't like the
0: panning effect? Yeah, it just sounds apt ab- to me because I've been in like, audio engineering schools where everyone does that. When they first start doing mixes, they're like, oh, look, oh, this, I'll, I'll pan it left and right, and it'll be really cool. But heard, what makes it good... Everyone do it a million times. It's really old.
3: Yeah, but I think what makes it good is the the time when they do it is when Prince is doing this you know this wah 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 wah, wah thing on the guitar. He's building it and building it, and then the pan effect comes in. So it's mm. it's not a matter of oh, it's just an effect for the for the for the sake of an effect. It's put yeah. in the right the right spot.
0: Yeah, he's not doing it. It's just a specific place. So it got it's he's got all the wavy guitar sounds and the vocals as well. and it's got he's got really good tone on his guitar solo and. And it's a great solo as well. He's got the fading all over the place, left and right, with the guitars. Wild Thing fits in there really good, even though he never actually says Wild Thing in there. And uh, (coughs) what else? He's got this really good guitar riff, which is in chorus, where he doesn't sing anything. And it's just this one little riff he does, which is great. If you want to listen to it, I wrote the time. There's one, twenty one, one twenty six, and one thirty one. So if you want to listen to it and know what I'm talking about, that's what it is. All right. And do the credits show? Do the credits show both uh, the Crimson and Clover and Wild Thing on the credits? Or did I already say that before?
1: Well, I, I I don't know. We I don't think there's any credits from Memory on the site with regards to. It just any says. Oh, I can't remember actually. Yeah, maybe it doesn't. I don't think there's any mention Oops, of on the actual the original author of the song.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: Mm. But yeah, it's Prince. In, in this it's, track, this it,
0: whole album. But this, I,
1: I, I was just going to say, it's Prince. Uh, you know, that doesn't apply to him. I it know, doesn't. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't matter when he covers someone. else but It applies to everyone else covering him. Exactly. Yeah. So you know. You've got yeah. to know what you're dealing with. Yeah, it's no different
2: to um, but, Beyonce yeah, and Jay-Z okay. using um, If I Was Your Girlfriend in um, that Bonnie and Clyde track that they did. Mm. Even though it was very short, you know, they still had to mention, you know, the uh, writing credit. So yeah. they've got to do it. He's got to do it too.
0: But yeah, if I had to choose between The Morning After and Crimson and Clover... Crimson and Clover could be on the album But the morning after, if it was my choice For my personal choice, it would be the morning after But yeah, this album and this track It sounds really good Like, he went and saw Marty McFly to bring back these You know, futuristic ways of recording And There's lots of tricky things on here When you listen to the whole album There's things that you hear They're interesting I don't know if they've never been done before but he's never done it before, and they sound good.
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think that um, the way this this album is, has been master, mixed and mastered um, is different, and he's, yeah, I don't know, he's maybe using a different platform, he could be using different tools, but uh, it sounds really fresh, and the, it's crisp. Uh, the, only, the only thing, and without going into too much detail, on, uh, on a couple of songs, I think on Boom and on Crimson and Clover, I kind of, w- when you play it at, at higher volumes there's a i get the impression that some of it clips there's a little, little bit of clipping but it, it might just be me i don't know maybe i'm playing it too loud because i love it so much but i don't know if anyone else has had that well
3: i heard a little bit of that on uh, the first track but that's see i haven't heard the physical release yet i'm still going off the lotus player downloads so i thought oh maybe it's just the um, when i downloaded a bit of a clip there kind of thing so but i, I yeah. did hear some of that as well yeah
1: could be, could be. I don't know. But uh, it, the album sounds amazing, regardless. So, um, Crimson and Clover, uh, track number three uh, ends, goes into another track with a few seconds of pause, and that track is number four, Forever. Now, I, I don't think, I don't think anyone else other than myself should probably go into <laughs> their own thoughts about this song, only because Captain's already alluded to the fact that uh, I made some. Some uh, pretty derogatory comments a- a- about it. I don't know if that came across on the last podcast. We might have edited some of it, some of it for expletives. But um, I-, I didn't have too many nice things to say about the song. <laughs> In fact, I thought it was whack. I thought it was a weak track. Um, but what I what I now think is, uh, you know, I- I'm not going to say I love the song. Uh, it's one of the weakest songs on this album. But this album doesn't have any weak songs, so I don't know what that means. Um, it's another three chord special. Hey, he's got the three chord intro on the on, <laughs> on the More piano. More support
0: than you
1: know. <laughs> 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 Nice, nice, see, see, we, don't, don't, just, mention just that don't, <laughs> don't mention that song. Don't mention that song anymore. You, you're gonna, you know, I'll start making. We're going to a tangent. Um, r- nice drums and bass. Uh, very nice dr- drum and bass I- interplay. Uh, between what seems to be Cora and Josh. They're kicking it on this song. I like it. Um, very bouncy bass. I love listening to this. This whole album is amazing on headphones, and, and you, you can say that for every single track, but specifically the bass, it just sounds really... It's very bouncy and, and, and really nice to my ears. Um, what what I do like on, on this song... I can't believe I'm going into so many positives on Forever, by the way, but I'll keep going. <laughs> uh, it, it, what it does, it's got this... While the bass is kind of filling in for some of the traditional drum fills in some of the some sections of this track, he's got this repetitive um, uh, synth line, and then the the synth lines actually repeat what some of the key lines uh, are, are delivering. And then at the same time, especially on the chorus, he's got this vocal chorus harmony. He's got these harmonies happening in the background, and they they're so seamless um, when when. You know, when when placed alongside the synth lines, and, and this whole thing creates this very um, orchestral, classical uh, type of composition, of, at least to my ears, as I say. Um, and and it's really it's a big sound. I mean, you could imagine that this composition, the instrumental version of it, could be played by an orchestra, and it it would sound really lush, very very thick, and very and uh, very nice. Um, there's a love, sexy reference. For me, in any case, with regards to the lyrics, I think the lyrics are just. Uh, I thought they were they were just crap. I, th- I literally thought they were crap, whack, all those other beautiful words. Um, but now, now this is what I think about them. S- sorry, what was that? No, I'm just laughing <laughs> All right, yeah, sugar coated. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't—they don't come off as lame. Just, they just—they don't sound lame to me. And they used to, um, so I think it's a testament to, to, to the sequencing on this album. And you know, after the one, two, three bangers that have been placed, this is that really nice, airy, spaced out, love, sexy type song. Um, strong rhythmic guitar playing, and I, I don't think anyone else is going to mention this, but I'm not sure that the rhythmic guitar playing in this song is, really goes unnoticed unless you pay attention to it, and it's brilliant. Some of the fills that he's doing on the on the um, on the guitar are beautiful, and the the Awesome double tracking, um, brilliant, brilliant. You know, he's he's doubling up his lead and his and his rhythm ge- tracks, and then he's putting rhythm tracks over, over different rhythm tracks, and he's splitting them, and he's doing all this kind of stuff. And it, it doesn't last very long, but it's it's just absolutely beautiful um, to you know to, to listen to. Um, and the, and the, just finishing off, t- I also love the tongue-in-cheek delivery. You know, it's there on Boom, it's there on Crimson and Clover, and it's there on. Um, They're on forever as well. You know, don't look at me like that unless you want me to bait that. So uh, I'll finish on that note. Go straight into play.
2: What do you think? I agree with you. I love the whole vibe of this song. It reminds me of Dream Factory era style track, this track, more than The Morning After. Um, The background vocals and all those harmonies that you were talking about really remind me of a Wendy and Lisa era type or revolution type to the song. Um. And we'll listen to the background vocals. That's what it sounds like to me. Um, And I agree with you with the love, sexy uh, reference, especially that lyric "Eternity is just one kiss away." It reminds me of "Heaven is a butterfly kiss away" in Love, Sexy. So, all in all, it's a nice track. I also agree with you with the the orchestral part of it. It sounds like a Claire Fisher thing. That whole instrumentation—it just sounds like it'd fit like in a Revolution era type sound. And I think it works on this album. To a degree, amongst all the rock stuff, to have this slipped in here, it's pretty nice to have it as a change of pace.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, the sequencing is brilliant, I think yeah it's, it's, it's in the perfect place, definitely. Um, if, it would, if it opened up the album, I don't think we'd be saying the same thing.
2: Yeah, uh, track sequencing is very important, and I think you know, I don't think you got it right, especially with like Planet Earth, but um, where this is situated in the album,
1: it, it works really well. Okay, Toy Jam. what do you think about Forever?
3: Yeah, it's a nice um, power ballad, I guess, if you want to call it that. Uh, it reminds me. It doesn't remind me of The Revolution at all. I do not hear that at all. I hear, um, I hear Dolphin and I hear um, Into the Light, those kind of sort of 95, 96 kind of all right, all right. thicker-layered ballads uh, with live drums kind of thing. Uh, I don't hear Love Sexy in it at all either, other than that reference that you mentioned. Um, it is very thick and layered, this song. It's a bit deceptive. Uh, it... On first appearance, it can come across a bit sing-songy. But the more you listen to it, it, there are a lot of layers, a lot of things happening in this that are are quite nice. Um, The only thing I'm not a big fan of is... Because the lyrics, basically, when you just read the lyrics, it's a a little bit, um, you know, sort of weak gospel, really, uh, in my opinion. And it's it's kind of a bit cheeseball forever, forever. We can meet forever. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with that, but... I don't know. I'm not really, it doesn't really strike me kind of.
1: um. So so, so you're you're more the type of guy, the, uh, what's it called, 21 positions in a one night stand? Is that what you're talking about? No, not at all. It just sounds a
3: little bit, uh, just a little bit cheeseball. There's a 10% cheeseball factor in it. Um, And, you know, Prince can get away with that a lot of times, but in this one, it's a little bit corny. But, you know, having said that, I do like the song. Uh, There's a lot of things happening, um, some interesting um, chords and... what am I thinking of inversions of chords that are happening uh, you know again the guitar solo which which runs throughout the album uh, is nice and yeah that, that's really all I have to say about this song it's a good song it's certainly not the staple of the album or anything like that but it, it fits nicely where it is and it, it works for what it is
1: just, just before we go into Captain um, to, to get his thoughts I, I just wanted to bring up another point about deceptive and, and I guess what that means to me what that means to you guys as well um, uh, but it, this is also a, a, an idea or a concept that runs through this album for me. I don't think there's a single track on this album that I wouldn't put under the deceptive column from the point of view at from the point of view that you know upon first listen, a lot of these songs, when you really think about it and you kind of look, you know think look outside the box, they they come off pretty simple and they sound very simple. Some of them sound sing along, some of them sound straight up pop, rocky, you know kind of basic, you know, fundamental pop songs. At least it can be seen that way. But I think underneath that, and Forever's one of the best examples on the album, uh, I still can't believe I'm saying this, but it's so brilliantly detailed. And it it gives you the distinct impression that this man spent countless hours preparing um Material like you know, like like forever and, and like some of the other songs until they you know they were you know pitch perfect, inch perfect, and and ready to release. And I think that's that's a big difference listening to this to this release. You know, it looks like he's done the work. So it's very polished without
3: sounding overproduced. Mm. So uh, Captain, you, you there? were you were just talking about
0: the morning after then, really, weren't you? Deceptively simple. But there's really all these tricky things in there. What do you think about forever? <laughs> 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 all I hear when I listen to the song is a song that a band I was in had a song. It <laughs> was called "The Awakening," and "Promise Is Forever." Forever, it's exactly the same. Toe no Jam's heard it.
1: I have. It's very all right, Toe Jam. All right, Toe Jam. Let's get it. Let's get your impression.
3: Well, I only heard maybe 30 seconds. And I have to say, there were some similarities. I was quite surprised. I was quite surprised.
2: So now you can sue Prince? And you're <laughs>
3: at that level? <laughs> exactly.
0: Instead of him suing us all the time, it's time for us to get him. Because
1: he ripped me off. You know. <laughs> Prince ripped you off. Another peach and black exclusive. <laughs> One of our very own has exactly. been ripped off by, um, by Prince's legal team. He ripped
0: off. But apart from that, not being very original, it's um, it's a decent enough song. It's got all its layers and it's got all its wall of sound st- thing. You know, Phil Spector, if he wasn't in jail, maybe he could have done it. <laughs> but too bad. That's, that's, da- that's gonna date. That's gonna date this podcast. Well, you no, know, it's fine because he's in jail for like twenty years, so that'll be fine. Um, I can't believe MC is in jail uh, for really forever. The song after hating it so much. <laughs>
1: You better believe it Well this it's is the thing Like it's solos. the context It's the context
0: It's got some good guitar solos Very similar sound Guitar tones to Rainbow Children stuff It's very Produced Like, like everyone Said a lot of time Messing around with this stuff But uh, this song It's got some crap lyrics the, You can be my future girl That's Just pathetic really that's just sad, but but he gets away with it. That's crap lyrics.
1: And you're talking about the morning after, waking up on the side, the side you slept on. Like that—that's—is that a good lyric to you? Is it? <laughs> it's not a—it's oh, not a good lyric. But it suits than, the song my future. That's romantic, yeah. Captain. So take. He's that.
2: trying to seduce you. <laughs> For God's sake! With a little Spanish man,
1: oh, not, box of chocolates.
0: He ripped off
1: me song. He <laughs> me. All he he wants ripped to off your song. You're breaking up. Uh, you're, you're obviously not, not, not happy about this. All right, we'll we'll we'll, we'll skip forever then. We, I think we're all done on that, uh, unless I've missed someone. We'll go straight. In, we'll go straight into the masterpiece. How about that? Is everyone happy with that? Yep. Track number five. Colonize mind, Download. Upload.
0: You see, he's saying up. Like download and upload like on the computer.
1: Whoa, well, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey. Whoa. Now we're starting to think on the peach and black. It could mean uh, many things. What well, do you well, think it I means? I've listened
0: to it today and he's got upload, download. I'm thinking, what's this got to do with the internet, you know? What? Upload.
1: I, I have a, I have a vague yeah. suspicion that it probably is more metaphorical than literal. I think it's um, matrix theory. He thinks we're all in the matrix. <laughs> 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 Still. All right. Colonize mind. Let's go into it. Track number five. Uh
3: This is a brilliant track. Absolutely brilliant track. Uh, there's so much to talk about on uh, uh, this song. Uh, I love the way the whole song just builds and builds and builds and builds until that fire, big massive chorus at the end, and, and Michael B just slams those cymbals like nothing else. Uh, that's that's brilliant. The um, guitar soloing all the way through is just pitch perfect. Every note he hits just makes complete sense. Uh, Every bend he makes just makes complete sense. Um, I love the final upload-download where he's talking about um, upload a child with no mother, a child with no father. I think that that really kind of sums up the entire theme of the song. Um, My only problem with the song uh, is I don't really like the whole dissing evolution because i'm a big supporter of evolution and his take on it is a bit wrong really he says you see a rock on the shore and you, you say it's already there well that, that's not what evolution says at all evolution says, <laughs> says you know things there's cause cause and effect and that's how that's how things get there it's probably the other way around with it you know the dogmatic religion oh i don't want to get into this too heavy but you know, they're the ones that are saying that no no things are the way they've always been kind of thing i don't know but anyway getting off topic uh, other than that tiny, tiny blemish, this is an absolutely perfect Prince song. Uh, brilliant. And it's, I love hearing Sonny, T, Sonny T's bass throughout. Oh, man. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, it's, it's, you know, Oof. they're playing three chords, but he just does so much with it. And, it, you know, the way he builds it as well. And by the end, he's just cranking as, as many notes as he can on those three chords. But it's really rocking but yeah I, I love this song I love this song uh,
1: his, his bass Sonny T's bass playing on this and Wallabillion which we'll get to but yeah. specifically this it's so amazing <laughs> I wish I had something something better to like a, a bit more intricate to, and a more intricate way to describe it but it's br- like he fills in so much between Michael B pounding on the drums and, and, and Prince um, like going off on the guitar and just like holding all these sustains and, and, and playing around with the whammy and then soloing over everything. It's just, it's brilliant. The all this stuff is so, it's brilliant, lyrical. Very lyrical bass playing. It actually, um, I, I should say, it reminds me of uh, a young girl out there that I've mentioned a few times. Her name is Tao Wilkenfeld, who plays with Jeff Beck. And, and there are other players as well. Um, kind of similar to maybe like a, um, I don't know what the guy's name is, but he's a bass player for, for Dave, Dave Matthews Band. He's got a very, very similar style to, to 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 Sunny T when they when they play this type of music. So it's it's just lyrical bass playing at its best. I really like it. Um, Mr. Player,
2: oh, what can Straight I say about this? What can I say about this track? This track is so awesome. Like the whole vibe of the song, the instrumentation, the lyrics—it's just perfect for me. Um, it reminds me of a Hendrix-style type of song. Um, the th- first thing that came to my mind was All Along the Watchtower. But instead of just doing the cover of that, he's just taken the concept of that and made it his own track. Awesome guitar solos, awesome bass licks, like you guys have said. I really love the action and consequence style of the lyrics. It's highly original. And the message that he's trying to come across here, I think it's his, his best and most um, thought-provoking sense of sign of the times. Um, in one word, I can describe this track as sublime. For mean, it's just so sublime, this track. It's just perfection. Um, and I would put this in a separate category of album tracks that are elite, like Join Repetition or If I Was Your Girlfriend, those oh, type yeah. tracks. Oh, yeah. This is easily my favourite track of the whole CD. I'll give it 10 out of 10. Wow. The only, the only thing that ruins it for me is the way that the next track comes in as it fades out. Because I was initially listening to... The first version that came out that was the preview on the radio, yep, yep yep, and and that just naturally fades out, and I really yeah. like that, and then just how I feel better sort of just cuts in a little bit too early, I just uh, just cringes when I do it when that happens, but mm. all in all, it's ten out of ten for me, sublime
1: <laughs> I could just I could just keep adding pos- positive what what was that <laughs> Captain. <laughs> <laughs> You and you said, geez. Well, I Come on, to man. That was about to go to you. What ten does that mean? Of,
0: 10 out of 10? Best song on the album?
1: Hell yeah. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. No, no, no. No, it's not. Yes. What, don't tell me morning. Oh. <laughs> don't tell me you like oh. the morning after more than this. I just about to say that. <laughs> okay, you were just about to say that, but I want to hear you say it. Oh.
0: I like the morning after more than colonise mine.
1: What? <laughs> Guys, he's off the show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's just boring. It just starts off so slow and boring, and it does build, but uh, this talking wow. stuff, uh, singing—that's uh, I just—it's just lazy to me. I've got time for lazy. Yeah, because
2: he was
1: really Man. rocking just, out on that harpsichord, uh, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was really rocking yeah. out on... When the stage slipped slept on... Yeah. yeah, he was really rocking that's out what, on that, wasn't he?
0: That's what you oh. mean. My attention think. span's too short to listen to a song that's this slow and
1: pointless. Alright, 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 alright. Do you like doing repetition?
0: Ah. Uh, I was I, like I do like the track it's probably, one of the, it's probably one of the best tracks On the album it's on But I don't think I like it as much As other people do Wow Like If I Was Your Girlfriend I don't really like that at all But most people say it's one of the best songs on Sign of the Times It's one of the I best really songs like ever written by anyone I just anyone. don't get it And I don't get Colonised Mine.
2: I'm waiting to hear your mad love when we review (laughs) Strollin'.
1: I think we should review all the midnights in the world with the knowledge I now have. We should just do another Planet Earth review. You can host it, Captain.
0: (laughs) This song... (laughs) This song, it reminds me of the war in some ways, but, you know, that was like... The only, the only minutes 25 war, minutes.
1: The, the only war that's going to happen is the one that we're going to have right now. Put on the gloves, put them on.
0: <laughs> I forced me to listen to this song a oh few my times. God. I, I just I, I get it. There's, there's a few, a few nice things. in It end, and he's got some cool effects on the vocals. It's, I don't think it's quite auto tune, but there's, there's something on there. It's got She's some guitar lot, all over the
3: place. Sorry, I was going to yeah. say he's been—he's been, this... young... been running his, his uh, yeah. vocals through this guitar pedal. Then probably since thirty-one twenty-one, not all the time, but every now and then he'll throw it through yeah. that guitar pedal, and it sounds really
1: cool. I think. Is it a guitar pedal? or Is it a keyboard pedal? or Does it make oh, any it's, difference?
3: It's something. It's something. Yeah. But it—it it does kind of sound kind
1: of—it sounds drippy to me. Mm.
0: Mm. But yeah, the chorus is about the, the only part that I like in this track. It's got it's got some good guitar work, but uh, but that's about it. He's got the guitar going left and right here and there. It, it's got a cool little end with the guitar sound. But yeah, I just I just don't get it.
1: You're crazy. Maybe the morning yeah. after.
0: You are <laughs> You have to. You have <laughs> to be joking.
1: You have to be joking. Like who 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 was it? Was it Player no. or Toe Jam? Did, did, who who slipped you the dollar bill? That's what I want to know. <laughs> This is crazy.
0: Funky double. <laughs> um, I, I
1: don't like it.
0: That's
1: all. Uh, I kind of get. Well, kind of get the point. You don't like it, but um, I, I, I've got to take this off <laughs> you and just do a complete 360. So embrace yourself. Colonize mine on any given <laughs> day is the best song on this album. It's the best song Prince has released for a long time, and something that players said really, really. Um, Strike, strike a chord with me. Um, this is one of the most poignant social commentary type tracks. One of the most intelligent. I agree with Toe Jam. Other than the Evolution line, one of the most intelligent tracks that he's that he's ever released, in my opinion. Um, and this is a straight cold masterpiece. This is a ten out of ten. This is poignant. It's amazing. The arrangement is brilliant. I mean, can you believe? Like, just imagine. Just imagine yourself arranging that song. You said you have got a couple of tracks up your sleeve. I mean, to sit down and produce a and a piece of work like this, you've got you've got, um, rhyming and and you know, rhythmic and then unrhythmic ri- uh, couplets, um, you know, basically a, a, a poem almost, um, a, a social poem that he's that he's, that he's using as, as a base for his lyrics, uh, a, a delivery that is at at once gloomy and at the same time. Strangely uplifting. Um, very. It, it, this is this is something that, that that I'll get into when we review some of the tracks coming up as well. But the the lyrics on this song are are, are very strong. There's no other way around it. They're just brilliant. Um, you know, he's, he's, there's there's you got metaphors, you got ironies, um, uh, you know, uh, insight. All, all those things are there, and and they're delivered. In in a very very intelligent way, very clever. It's a very clever song. And just the title alone, I mean, Colonize mind. That's brilliant, you know. And this is the type of song where, you know, if you're looking to dance or if you're looking to, 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 you know, for a funky number to pump up, that's coming up. But this is this is something different, you know. This is a sign of the times type track, and um, you know, I, I can't even compare it to sign of the times. Um, other than the lyrics, I mean, the music is very, very different. So it's amazing. Yeah, amazing, he's got that that amazing arrangement behind it. Sonny is going off. That's all I got in my notes. Sonny is going off. He's a brilliant bass player, and you know, on headphones, I I, I almost wish that I was at the mixing desk. Just being, I, I'd love to just so- solo out his bass mm. and just listen and, listen to that cold. Oh, that'd be amazing. Um, you know, some some of the most brilliant guitar... I'll say it once and I won't say it again. This is some of the most brilliant guitar composition, some of the most brilliant lines, some of the most brilliant notes. I agree with some of the, with the bends. These are some of the most brilliant bends he has ever put down to wax. He's it, ever recorded. And when he
3: hits that uh, I don't know what you call it, that sort of tremolo effect, he just hits it at the right time. Da, 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 da.
1: Yeah. It's like on point. It is brilliant. And it's... And you know, every time I listen to it, it's just—it just—it so, just comes in, it, and it's—it's it's subtle and it's aggressive at the same time. This, this song is unbelievable. Um, uh, they, they just finish on on the, the guitar playing style itself. Um, you know, I've, I've talked to a few different people about, about the way that he's playing especially the uh, not so much the wailing and, and the soloing and the rhythm playing towards the end but at the beginning it's very reminiscent of Albert King you know like hitting those notes and sustaining them and, 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 and letting them you know um, play out the way that they're supposed to um, with, with just a slight echo on it as well it's brilliant it's just so subtle you know Prince can tear up the guitar Prince is one of the most underrated um, commercial musicians around when it comes to playing the guitar, and this just proves it. So, man, I, I can't. This just, can just go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Ten out of ten. But then things start to change up as they always do. Track number six. It starts off changing the vibe up completely with a funky track. Feel good. Feel better. Feel wonderful. Take it away, Captain. You didn't like the slow rock, is what you called it. What do you think of the funk? What do you think of the dirty funk?
0: This is my second favorite track on on this
1: album. You have well, just redeemed yourself. And you're still on the show. <laughs> oh, that's that's good to know. I like it. <laughs> I'm <sound> thrilled. <laughs>
0: I like the original sample that came out a while ago, but I like this one more. The sample was more sparse. It didn't have the bass and the horns in it, but I love this song. It's not just a song. It's more than just a song. He needs to do a whole album like this, and I'll be very happy. It's It's got this 86, 87 vibe I get from this song as well. It's somewhere between you know Crystal Ball and the Black Cat album. It's got the, the way the way he sings it. It's got these hard vocals, and I really like it when he sings like that, like My Name is Prince and, I don't know, another song where he sings like that. Um, I like the horns. He doesn't go overboard with them like he has done for, you know, about five years now. He's just doing horns on everything on this track. There's just, they're just there. They're just enough. They're not too much. And there's that line... Uh, I've got a guitar that can part the sea. I think MC said this. That this guitar just comes out of nowhere and, and then it disappears again. It's good. I like that. I like guitar. It's good in this song, but there's not enough guitar overall. In this, it's only like the last thirty seconds. There's really a lot of guitar in it. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, it's, it's not a, a rock-based track. It's, so. mm. But he's got a line in there. It's what the. Blank. I was thinking when I threw you the ball. That's very un JW like, suggesting a word which he shouldn't be suggesting. <laughs> <not my> <laughs> I shouldn't say that. That's not good. He's in. No. What he, He's saying what boy, the duck. What are you talking about? What the do. duck? He's talking about the duck. And there's that line with um. They try to sue me, and they love me too much. That straight first was that that was a reference to the p f the and the funk song and all the crap that went along with that, but yeah, that's about it. This is my second favorite song on the album. I said that first song that 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 still I'm sorry stay tuned <laughs>
1: All right, if I can take this little baby off your hands, I will, and I want to go into this track. What I, my thoughts of it before Player and toe Jam get a stab at it because I have a feeling someone, and I might be wrong, will make a James Brown reference and I just want to squash <laughs> that before it's made. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> this is not a JB rip. It's not a JB cover. There is so little James Brown, JB um, influence in this track um, that, it, that it's not funny. You know, it's it's almost as if any funk track that Prince or anyone else has ha, has invented um, can be traced back to to the inventor of funk, Mr. James Brown, R.I.P. But I mean, you can't you can't make an assessment of a song, in my opinion, just based on on, on, on elements like that. Um, the the only thing, and before I go into the review, if anyone is going to bring up James Brown, um, it you know the horns. Obviously, there, there there's a couple of um, there are a couple of bass licks that that are kind of under, you know, under the radar in the song, and you can only faintly hear them at different parts of the songs that are, that are similar to the musicology bass um, bass lick, and they come through on this track. But other than that, there's not a whole lot to it. I mean, this is Prince being being himself, being his nasty self. This is this is back to the Black album for me. Um, but this is, you know, it's an updated version. It's positively nasty, funky, and it is all the way funky throughout the whole thing. Uh, great change-up from Colonized Mind. I agree with Player, though, that it comes in too early. I don't know whether whether you think that it, um... that it shouldn't follow, and I guess you, you, you're about to talk about it anyway, but I, I kind of I like the change-up. Going from the seriousness and the social commentary of com- Colonized Mind into, um... This more playful positive uh and, and inspired version of 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 a you know a party disc track i guess uh prince prince is drumming on this and hey, it's basic beat basic you know in the pocket drumming but it's tight it's really nice and I, it sounds like they've they've really set up the 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 recording of the drums to get you know maximum impact because you know he's smacking that snare on this and you, and it just comes through on headphones like you know. Uh, it'll make your ears bleed if you play it too loud but it's beautiful um, the horns are subtle and, and they're really nice but my favourite sound, and Captain alluded to this is when he says, you know, I've got a guitar like I can, uh, that can part the sea um, and then this little, little inkling of guitar just fades in, cr- almost cross-fades in, kind of, uh, and then fades back out, that's beautiful, that is awesome and, you know, who does that? who does that? He's the funkiest brother around. So, um, yeah, bells and whistles galore. This is just a great, great track, and it reminds me of Housequake. I'll leave it there. Play, I'll take it over.
2: Mm. Yeah, I can see what you're saying there. Um, With Colonised Mind, I do agree that this is a good way to change up the tempo and the pace of the album. It was just... He should have started about two or three seconds a little bit later after Colonised Mind, but... Definitely, where it sits in the album, it kind of reminds me of one plus one plus one is three on Rainbow Children. How <clears throat> that's very similar in its concept, and then you've got this little funk thing in the middle. I always see it that way. Um, it's a good like lifting track, and the sentiment of the song reminds me of Party Man. Reminds me of the oh yeah, that. I can I can hear that actually now. Yeah, um, and it's going to be one of those tracks he can bring out live and turn it out. Even though he didn't seem to it didn't seem to come off that way on the Leno appearance, but all in all, I'm loving it.
1: Very good. Okay. Okay. Uh, Toe Jam. A final opinion on feel good, feel bad, feel wonderful. That's my worst impression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this is um this is pretty funky.
3: This track. Uh, it to me it um maybe this is because we'd heard it like you know two and a half years before just the snippet on the NPG Music Club. So maybe this is the reason. But to me, it doesn't really fit the album uh musically. But having said that, it it certainly doesn't. Like stand out and you think, oh, what's that doing on the album? It certainly doesn't do that. It it has its place, and I agree with Player. It's kind of a one plus one plus one is the three uh, in terms of what what it's supposed to be on the album, and it, it is. It's 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 super funky. This thing. Uh, I am going to bring up James Brown, and I'm not going to say it's a complete. It's not say uh, sexy MF or the or the work or even musicology. It's not that derivative, but there's lots of little James Brown elements in here. Um, number one, the clean guitar. That uh, this little chromatic uh, clean guitar, very similar to like uh, something like Mother Popcorn or Hot Pants. Um,
1: but yeah, that's been—I mean, that, those, the, those kind of references and elements are—I mean—that every other song that sounds funky anywhere around the world has got that type of guitar playing on it or similar. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's
3: the little—it's very similar. Just that little chromatic, that little chromatic clean guitar. Uh, you know, very little effects. Kind of in the background, but it's there. Very, pre- it's very James Brown to me. The horns are also very James Brown, uh, s- subtle, tight uh, on the one. Uh, yeah, but again, I'm not saying it's a complete derivative, and I'm not saying it in a bad way. But you know, there's, there are James Brown elements in this song. Also, the screaming, the way he, he you know squeals and, and screeches, again, very James Brown. So that's. Uh,
1: I, don't think, I don't think James Brown could reach that kind of. Um, are you kidding me? <laughs> that kind of, that kind of. No, I no. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> uh wait, I, I was uh, james brown i think no 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 well <laughs> that's a bit of a diss no, that's a uh, uh, what, what i was going to say was not that james brown can't reach those notes what i was about to say was i don't think james brown can has ever oh, actually i kind of I'm, I'm thinking of a few james brown tracks now and i think you might be right <laughs> What? yeah there are but but, but the only, th- the only comment I was going to make is I don't think James Brown comes off as silly as him I- in the sense that um, Prince is silly in a in a princely way. What the fuck does that mean? No, no I see what
3: you mean. Prince's,
1: right. Prince's
3: interpretation of James Brown has always been a lot more quirky and a lot more funny. That's it. Quirky
1: is the word I was looking for. So, yeah. I mean, James Brown did this back in the day and, yeah, they watch me now. references and all that kind of shit, for sure. But um, I-, I just thought it was princely, but no, that's that's got I've just made a redundant point, and I admit it. Sorry, continue. Uh,
3: yeah, so funky track. I, I like the uh, additions that he had made from the um, the previous stream that we'd heard. Um, yeah, and this is kind of similar to Chelsea Rogers in the, in the respect that this is the really the only true kind of genuine funk track on the album. So if you're a big funk lover and not so much into rock guitars and that kind of thing, uh, this is this is the one to listen to.
1: This is the track. Yeah. yeah. And especially if you want to hear Prince playing in the pocket, I mean, I'm playing something r- r- relatively simple, but that just the way that, 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 that the cymbals are mixed, I love it. That the and, he, and he just lets it, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't, he just lets it flow, and it's beautiful to listen to. And there's this crazy kick drum
3: that just comes in, like... Uh, right like, at the end, yeah. No, I'm thinking, it's at the beginning, it might be, it's throughout there's the song, but just randomly this kick drum is just, like, twice as loud as as it normally is, and it's like, it just hits you, it's like a heartbeat, kind of. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's a mix of, like,
2: uh, natural acoustic drums and computerized, like, yeah. a drum machine, could, like, he's incorporating both, be, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, but the thing is, like, if you compare this to Party Man, Pretty Man, 1 plus 1 plus 1 is 3, The Work, and all that kind of stuff, those are more, um, obviously more straight up funk tracks, more a la James Brown, etc., but... Th- this track, track number six, to me, and, and I haven't got it in my notes, but the more I think about it, I was listening to it today, and, um, I mean, it's, it's an ins- to me it's an insane, it's a mind-blowing track when I listen to it. And, and just a few things are coming up that I, I feel that anyone listening would probably be interested in, 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 in hearing out. I mean, you've got, you've got an interesting bass line that's also doubled up on the keys, although the keys go into a few other things. Um, you've got the drumming acoustic slash um, slash electric uh you've got horns coming in and out you've got a little bit of guitar and the guitar picks up towards the end and really gives the you know the song another element um this tri- this tri- type lyrics he's got he's got a he, he's employing a bit of autotune i think on the on the um backing vocals on this and on the chorus so i mean i mean look at how many elements he needed to combine to create this track. It's not a straight-up funk track. It's very kind of psychedelic in a sense. But it's stripped down as well. It's just all over the place. It's, I think it, uh, it defies description. You know. I mean, let me put it this way. Any reference made to James Brown, James Brown could never do this, ever, in his wildest dream James Brown couldn't well, not do now. this. James, <laughs> Br- James, James Brown would not be able to go into a studio and I say this with all respect or anyone anyone like James Brown with the world's greatest band and come up with this this is a one man band Prince just putting all of his little quirks in and coming up you know he's he's, he's just dumped it all in the cook pot and this is no one does this shit no one does it has anyone got anything to say about that? (laughs) no it is very good it is very good it's a well-tracked, track favorite track track number seven Keep it a-moving. Uh, love like jazz. <laughs> Captain.
0: Okay. What are you talking about? If you can hear me and my, it's not cutting in and out, then off we go.
1: You sound so clear. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, you, I'm excited.
0: When I first heard this, I said out loud, what the hell is this crap? It's just this bloody lounge music, and I thought, what the hell is he doing? And then listen listened to it, and there's, it's got the very... Prince harmonies all through there, but my first impressions were just, what, what is it? What is this? And then I've, I, this song hasn't grown that much since I first heard. I still don't like it at all, but I like the change at the end more than the, anything in the rest. It's got some good harmonies, and then the, the kick in, and then off we go, and um, sounds like straight off Rainbow Children or even Expectation, like Xenophobia or something. And, uh, yeah, this is a very slow grower. I like it so slightly more than when I first heard it, but it, it might take a while before I really like this song.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm going to chuck this over to ToeJam. What do you think about this composition?
3: Yeah, it is a very interesting, it's a very interesting song, um, it's not the kind of song you can really say, yeah, this song's really cool, because it, it's it's not, but it, it, there's something about it that's it's, it's very elusive and, and deceptive, as I think you mentioned before. Um, there's one thing I don't like about it, and this is because I'm a trumpet player myself, I don't like the synthesized fake trumpet uh, that's running throughout. I'd prefer either leave it out or have a real trumpet player playing that, but that's just me. That's just me. I can handle that. Um, there are some really subtle little things in this um there's a little marimba that pops in and out um, throughout the song and it kind of reminded me a bit of uh, some frank zappa kind of stuff uh just very subtly and i like that and i really like the way it changes at the end it goes into this different group and it it, it kind of doesn't take you by surprise but it, it's kind of whoa where are we going with this song and it, and it, it changes key doesn't it yeah it changes key and then um uh, a little bit later on, the um, the bass starts walking, and I'm not sure who's playing drums on this. Is this a Michael this B is, one?
1: Yeah, Michael B, Sonny T.
3: So they go into the you know Sonny's Sonny's um walking on the bass and the the, the ride track, uh, the ride cymbals going, and it's kind of Where, where's this song going? And it and then this sort of eerie guitar comes over the top, and it's like wow, this is it's it's just interesting. This song, it's every time you hear it, you hear something different. Um, it's very intriguing. Uh, it's very easy to think oh yeah, I know that song, I can skip that one. But when you do listen to it, I find myself really uh, getting deep into this track and finding it quite interesting. So that, yeah, that's my take on Love Like Jazz. All right,
2: Player, what do you think about this? Yeah, I, I really like this track as well. I think it's a great change of pace to the album, and it's very reminiscent of Rainbow Children and its style for me. Um, it's it's a nice free-form, laid-back track, um, and I really love... The lead line that he does in it, and I love how he says "yeah" and "aha" uh-huh, in the middle, in the middle of it. So it'll go "dun dun dun dun, yeah, dun 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 dun, aha." Uh-huh. Uh, I, I love <laughs> all that because to me, he's really digging the music. He's really feeling it. It's like he's almost like acknowledging how good he's come up with something, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm really digging this." So yeah, I think it's a great track, and I really like he, how he does those little. Years and our hearts through it, so yeah, it's a great track for me.
1: I get pretty sick of it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that that little motif that you that, that you did, uh, and I think that's on the fake. Is it on? The, is that on the yeah, fake? There's a, uh, of, there's a bit of fake
3: mute trumpet on that as well. Yeah, yeah it does um, look a little bit kind of almost bordering on lounge music. So yeah. I think if you had to use a, a real trumpet on that, it would have been a bit nicer. I think. Oh,
1: I, I actually agree well, that with you've been busy. I agree with you. I think that if, if it would have retained more of like the um, "somewhere here on Earth" kind of sound,
3: yeah, or just left it out completely, one of the,
1: the yeah, yeah, or, or, or taken it away. But either do it, do it real or, or not. I kind of agree with you there. Although this is going to come a little bit maybe left field, but I kind of feel that. It, well, first of all, let me just go into the song. This is an original, unoriginal jazzy composition, and what I mean by that is, is, is he's taken elements of um, sidestep samba beat, uh, Afro Cuban type rhythms, in a sense, but very, very, you know, he's not transcribing them. He's just taking them, taking elements of uh, Latin jazz music, as far as I'm concerned, and 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 he's doing, and, and he does the same thing on on. on on one of the instrumental tracks on this album. It sounds familiar. The dun 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 dun, dun. <laughs> Even though it doesn't go like that. Um, it, it sounds familiar. And it very well maybe. be. But it, I, I think what it does is it, it's deceptive. <laughs> I've said it a few times. But it hides all of the extremely intricate compositional qualities that this song has. This is, this is on any given day, along with Boom... Colonized Mind and with Colonized Mind, um, the standout track for me. But I mean that changes every day, but I don't know if I can go that far. But this one but this one this one is constantly in my top three. You know, sometimes I replace boom with something else. Colonized mind tends to stay in there, but this go, I go that far. <laughs> and I, and it, this is a, it's only been a recent discovery. I'll tell you why. It's the most intricate composition on this album. And I, did, I, do, I defy anyone to deny that statement, only because of what I'm about to say. Starts off with that motif, I guess, a little bit. Then you've got marimba. Uh, I dig the Frank Zappa v- uh, reference. Uh, he's, 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 he's nowhere near the compositional brilliance of, of, of someone like Zappa um, in, in composing quirky music. Um, and, and this is an example. You know, he's, he's hitting the... There's a glass ceiling effect here. But then, then you've got bells. You've got strings synths, uh, keyboard lines, you've got an undercurrent of, of some roads there happen, happening there, a very nice guitar, I mean, no one's mentioned guitar so far in this, in this track, and I know why, because I don't think many people hear guitar in this song, guitar is all over this song, anyone who's listening, turn track 7 on, listen to Love Like Jazz, you will listen get to guitar, great guitar playing, great understated masterful, subtle guitar playing for the next three and a half minutes. I guarantee you. Check it out. Take another listen. Soulful bass playing. Yeah, and I agree with the running reference on the bass from Sunny. It's really nice. He just keeps it, keeps it happening on there. The drumming, and especially the cymbal snare work together, cl- classy, very classy key change at the end. And it reminds me of, I mean, this is, they go into, they go into, I wish this was a, a six or seven minute track, you know, or longer. Um, this would fit very nicely on a on a news or the Rainbow Children or even on, on, on one of the old, you know more experimental Miles Davis, Mahavishnu. Vishnu. Now, in the sense that it's it's just it's experimental, it's it's taking chances and it by for the most part it succeeds and I really like that. The, and I'm about to go. That's just the musical bit. That's just the musical part of it. So bear with me. Strap yourselves in. <laughs> then I go into the vocal delivery. The vocal delivery is brilliant. It can it can seem at once corny and clever. It can seem at once lame and tame, but by the same you know understated sensuality. I mean, yes, this track is just ridiculously good. It's genius. It really is genius. And he's taken risks. Now let me go into the lyrics. Vocal metaphors all over. Very clever. I mean, love like jazz—that should give you a clue, you know. Um, a physical kind of blue, uh, you know. You got to you got to know that record before you actually make that comparison. Um, you know, nothing contrived. All those sorts of things. You know, he's talking about he wants a lover or a partner like jazz. You know, free flowing, organic, spontaneous, brilliant, brilliant songwriting. It's just ridiculous. It's it's mature. It's soulful, it's jazzy, it's soul jazz, it's nifty, it's thrifty. It's, it's just going places. And you know what? Most people will listen to this song and they'll go, Huh? There's cheesy lounge music. Let me put on, uh, call those mine again. Uh, let me put on Dreamer. Oh, this is love-like jazz crap. What is this? What is he trying to do? It's elevator, ele- elevator music. How wrong they are. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm a huge fan of this track. And initially I wasn't. It's brilliant. Love it you
3: know the in rock and roll the, um, the metaphor for sex has been done over and over to death, and I think this one is is quite original as well. Uh, and I also think you know Prince is, is famous for hiring like completely top class musicians and someone himself who didn't go to music school or anything like this. I think he must see a lot of pro musicians who just play the same leaks over and over and over, and I think he's using that that experience of look, hey, look. That's great to play all those lyrics. You can play with more feel kind of thing. And I think that's the musical side of the, um, of the metaphor, which works really well as well, I think.
1: Yeah, the, the musical and the lyrical and the execution and the mastering and and, and and the understated brilliance of this song make it a 10 out of 10. I mean, it's it's such an original Prince composition. And even as I say this, I keep getting that... Dun, 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 that thing is coming up in my mind. i think thinking, that's so that's so like David Jones or Maya music it's like every time I walk through they're playing this <laughs> bland elevator R&B you know technically brilliant music but just with no feel and he's he's kind of used that I wonder if it's you know you never know with Prince I wonder if it's intentional to, to, to get people to listen to it you know but I, I think he's, he's he's winning as much as he is losing on a track like this because some people won't give it you know the proper attention but I digress we will go into the next track.
0: Hey, I just want to say one thing. With the, um, the little timber or whatever it is in the Frank Zappa, it just got me thinking, what if he covered Frank Zappa song? How good would that be? What if he what? Just imagine if he sang Muffin Man.
1: Oh, forget it. <laughs> it. Nah. Don't Man even... Dancing Fool, Alley
0: Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's Garage. It would be so good. I would see him do Joe's Garage. That would be excellent.
1: <laughs> that as 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 um Mom, as much my man, as my it's mouth it's is so- foaming at the, at, the, at the sides in you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you know thinking about something like that I, I i truly think that as brilliant as these two artists are they are so apart and I just actually finished reading a um, Frank Zappa biography by a guy called Barry Miles, a four hundred know, odd page book, and so I feel like I've, I've it's fresh in my mind. So I've been playing a lot of Zappa in the background as well while listening to Lotus Flower, and it stands up. So, you know, compositionally, if you're going to if you're going to play if you're going to compare any quirky composition to to any twentieth century composer in pop in the pop music canon. Compare them to someone like Zappa, and that's what, that's why I like love like jazz. So um, it's very interesting. But I just want to finish on on what point you made, Captain, with Muffin Man, yeah. not Prince-related. That is one of my top ten all-time greatest live guitar solos. It oh, is and like, a, and love
0: and live. It's great.
1: Forget it. It is unreal. I, that's just that's Unmarked. pure oh, brilliance. Unbelievable. <laughs>
0: I'll have to listen to that after this.
1: Yeah, for sure. But <laughs> going back, getting back to Prince, um, I don't think we've done that before, straight from the from the purple path. But okay, and then another change up. We go straight into the instrumental, another instrumental section, uh, almost like an interlude, but not not quite. It is a song in itself, in and of itself, I guess. Uh, Seventy seven. No, 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 no. Let me take a step back. Beverly. What is it? Seventy-seven. Be- got someone help me out. God Seventy-seven. Damn.
2: Beverly Park.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, not n- not a memorable title. Um, what do you guys think about this? Let's start with Captain.
0: Oh. oh. Do you really want to start with me?
1: Uh, start with uh, yeah.
0: Start with you. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is this dumb intro. Thirty seconds wasted. Straight off, and then this real heavy guitar comes in, and I here we go, and then in comes. As much as I love it, the harpsichord just sounds rubbish, yeah? (laughs) Whatever it is, I'm thinking yay harp, but then it just it's just just melody. And and, albums, you know, Vento Milo, it's it's Mission Time. Except instead of Parade album being French, this is he's gone Italian this time. (laughs) It's Venetian. But even for an instrumental, it's so obvious. There's parts in it. And he plays, and the first time I heard this track, he was playing this and that, and I, I came to this part, and there was a sort of a bit of a pause, and I just knew the next chord he was going to play, and he did, because that's exactly what he does. And I just thought, it's a bit lazy as well. He, he played the obvious chord, which if you want to listen to it, it's at 5 and 2.15. And two thirty-five. <laughs> it's, it's just such. So you're saying, and that's predictable. It is. It is. It's not a challenging piece of work.
1: That is for sure.
0: No, it's intermission. You meant to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you're not meant to sit there and
1: do it. There, yeah, that's
0: okay. all. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. Every okay. Every
0: Prince album needs a dodgy track. This is one of the and and Lotus
1: Flower has, the online version has the morning after. So uh, Tojan, what do you think?
3: Uh, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> uh, I actually really like this. I think it fits. I don't know why. I just think it fits perfectly. Um, I've got a bit of a theory about this, and I think the way he structured it, you've got love like jazz, and that's the seduction. Then you've got the little interlude that dun 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 dun, and the moaning and groaning. That's mm. the actual act, mm. and then this. Is Prince lying in bed with a cigarette, thinking, the morning after?
1: That was great. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the way I hear it. I hear it. Very interesting. Very interesting. I, I had a similar. I didn't go quite to that same length, but I, I thought there was definitely a connection between love like jazz and this this track. So anything about compositionally, uh, any um any ideas one way or another? I guess uh, player, you haven't said anything yet. Yeah, I, I really like that um, start of the track and the first
2: 45 seconds or so. And I kind of wish he, and, uh, and the way it comes in from Love Like Jazz, and I wish he kind of continued to explore that a bit more, especially when he gets into the guitar stuff. Um, but when he changes into this, it's still nice. It turns into a, a laid-back track. A very Parade-era sound for me. And he's got all the mandolin and uh, harpsichord on top of the acoustic guitar and maybe even four string. Um and I can really see Prince interjecting this during a concert, either as a piano or guitar melody okay. um, yeah so I, I'm starting to look at it a little bit different light sounds, uh, toe jams um, interpretation of it I didn't really think of it like that because I was kind of digging those moaning and groaning sounds at the start of it <laughs> now that now I know why
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, agree with, I agree with what you say and, and also agree with the fact that I didn't Really, see Toe Jam's um, interpretation of, of this particular piece and its placement on the album, etc. But one thing I did know was that it—it, it, I, I tr- it's very odd, and I guess this is why we all love Prince albums to a degree. That you know that sometimes things just don't make much sense. <laughs> this is one of those times. This is one of those times upon first listen, but now it really does because I think well, after love like jazz, going straight into Wall of Berlin—that's a bit. That's a bit heavy. Are we going again? Are we, darling? You know what I mean? I mean is this, you need a bit of a pause and, and an interlude. So uh, this is definitely what it shows. Um, and, and well, I'll, I'll take it a step back. I always stop, stop and start, as you guys know. So I'll take it a step back. Step number one, why I like this. And, and by the way, I only like it. This isn't a bad track. It's not an amazing track. It's a good track, it's a good instrumental, and it works good as an interlude. These are the reasons why I like it's just it. the track. It shows his versatility as a pop musician. It he's wearing his influences on his sleeve, and you know maybe one of us or someone out there in the world will find a direct reference to this song and I wouldn't be surprised because it sounds so familiar that I would highly doubt if it was a completely original composition. Maybe it's just the chord progressions, maybe it's the chords themselves, I don't know, but they sound very um, unoriginal. Uh, the, although, you know, it does show its versatility, there's a, the flamenco influence, there's, there's there's a huge Gypsy Kings influence, especially from some of their recent acoustic um uh, you know roots based albums um and, and and you know it's just tra- traditional composition really um it's not there's nothing necessarily quirky other than the first 30 seconds which i also like but somehow it all ends up fitting together you know there, there'll be the venus venus de Milo or milo or however you you pronounce the comparisons um but i uh, i think more so towards emancipation and and some of the interludes or interlude type tracks and elements that that album had here. I think it's very similar. Uh, the harpsichord, the twelve string, whatever else is on here. It, it's interesting, but uh, let's skip to track number nine, unless anyone else has got anything to say. No, it's just oh, an interlude. Uh, I, <laughs> it's just intermission. I was, just, I was going to agree with
3: you about the. Uh, it's it's a very simple chord progression, a very simple melody. But it's very layered. There's lots of guitars in there, and that—that's the thing to me that makes it uh, a little bit more interesting than it probably is. It's just that there's a lot of, a lot of things, a lot of guitars happening all at once, and it sort of has this big effect to it. Uh, so that's nice.
1: Well, the, the other thing that is is that, as far as we know, it's it's Prince playing everything, and sequencing it, and, and you know, and and um, arranging it, etc. But he's 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 probably Who knows what order it was done in, but um, there's slight, there's a slight bass undertone to the track, but you really have to listen closely, Um, and it's mostly guitars and harpsichord. But yeah, I I agree. You can hear the, you can hear him strumming an acoustic, but then he's also over the strumming, he's playing, he's probably playing that um, the, the Taylor. The purple tailor that he's using, but um you know he's playing over that, so yeah th- there's plenty of intricacy but you know is it is it one of the album's strongest tracks i don't know it, it, i don't even know how you can consider this a a um it's just odd it's it's a, it's a song but it's not a song and it's an interlude but it's not But somehow it it works because you know it's the calm before the storm we're about to knock down the wall of Berlin. 20 years later <laughs> yeah, uh, track number 9 War of Berlin Captain we're going to yeah. start with you
0: that, uh, I a lot to say about this song except I like it and I liked it when it first came out I think it was one of the first mp3s that came out of Lotus when the website came up it's got a cool drum beat. It's got these cool guitar lines. It's nice vocal melodies. I love the the rock changes. They just go off. and uh, You've got the um. It's really a, been an outtake from Rainbow Children to me, but that's okay because it's got a good guitar solo, and then it goes off at the end. It goes crazy and it's got vocals. And I like the song. That's all.
1: <laughs> all right, Toe Jam. What do you think about knocking down the wall of Berlin? Yeah, this this song rocks completely.
3: Mm. Uh damn straight. Drumming in the bass, drumming in the bass, absolutely unbelievable. Again, Sonny T again goes off. In He's the an animal. <laughs> yeah. He's playing. You know, the main melody part at the beginning. It's just going. You know, I think it's C and then B-flat, or, or, you know, it's just basically two chords over and over kind of thing. And he just, he monsters it. He makes it sound like <laughs> there's so much more happening. Uh, so that's cool. Prince's guitar is insane. Absolutely <laughs> insane. No one else. This is as close as anyone will ever get to matching Jimi Hendrix on the guitar. This is absolutely amazing. Um, the chord change, when it goes to that completely oh, different Oh, that key. is
1: ridiculous. Just,
3: the first time I heard it, I thought, well, it kind of felt like a bad smell. I was like, what's it doing there? But then the more you listen to it, it just, it goes there. When you know it's coming, you're waiting for it. And then it goes there and you're like, <laughs> yeah, rock on. <laughs> uh, I can really see this. I don't know. Maybe this was recorded around 3121. And, you know, he references Wall of Berlin at the end of that song. And I can, I can definitely hear the, the two songs being played one after the other, yeah. segueing straight into Wall of Berlin. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is an outtake from back then. Uh, but regardless, this, this song rocks. And I think it's a couple... The only slightly disappointing thing, it could have been a little bit longer. I didn't don't really like the fade at the end, of the the way the drums just fade out. Uh, Even though Michael B is killing those drums. He's killing it, and it just... It, no, don't go away, don't go away. Fuck! Yeah, uh, okay. yeah and it's very similar to um, Fire by Jimi Hendrix again. Uh, Can I Stand Next to Your Fire, that song. Quite similar in, in oh, terms yeah, of yeah. the... The you know the, the the rock and bass and the, the weird chord changes, and uh, yeah, but yeah, this lyrics a bit quirky, but you know prince is known for quirky lyrics, uh, but I really love this song
1: yeah, it's, it sounds like they must have been listening to a lot of Hendrix I, I, I for one oh, I'll do a quick wrap up as much as I 'm in love with this song in general um, to me it 's like it 's just a kaleidoscope of uh, time changes uh, key changes. Ridiculous guitar playing like it's unreal guitar playing and and this is one of the uh, you know I'm going to say it I'm going to make the statement this is one of his greatest solos this is this is easily one of his greatest solos studio I'm saying studio uh, one of his best studio performances I mean it's ridiculous uh, what do you, what, what do you do after this it's just, he's rocking it out, you know. Um, tasteful use of the whammy and, and and of the tremolo to a degree, but the guitar is on fire, you know. It's a psycho, it's a psycho song. The lyrical metaphor for sex, and that's what I think it is, it's, it's obviously alluding to that, you know, whether it's sex in the many variations and disguises or getting it on, you know, uh, just in general with... Um, you know, for <laughs> as a recreational activity, who knows? But th- th- that's that's where I get from this song. But the the bass playing, yeah, I agree with you. I didn't. Um, I, I guess I'm not as musically um, educated, so I didn't. Uh, I don't always pick up on the on the um, on the notes in the you know uh, the key, etc. But one thing that I did pick up, that, and and all, all you need is two pairs of ears. Is Sunny is just thrashing it. <laughs> I mean, he's just he He's playing heavy, you know just like stevie and actually i was I was going to make a Stevie Ray Vaughan reference here um between Hendrix and and I think the only other person that could rock out like this would probably would probably have been Stevie Ray Vaughan in this mold of song, um especially with that change. God it's good, especially when you know when it's coming, you're just waiting and waiting and waiting and, right. and and then it just comes in and go, and it's off he's he's gone fire. Um, and, you know, how many times have people heard this in, in concert but not on record? Oh, Michael B is slamming. And, you know, when, when I first heard this, it was um, as part of the songs that were released on, on U.S. radio. Um, and, you know, they streamed online, etc. And I just thought, the first thing I thought was, yes, he's got a new band. <laughs> woo <Woo-hoo." laughs> Cora and Josh are gone because I'm like, no way could Cora bring this. And, and yeah. you know, Josh isn't bringing this kind of heat. No way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not to say he can't play it, but he, he's not playing like this. He's, he's on a whole other beat. Um, so, yeah, this, the bass and drums throughout is just so strong. And I think Prince uh, has to play this live has to play this live in whatever configuration he chooses. And uh, and I'm going to be there when it happens because this is a masterful track. Player, what do you think about Wall of Berlin? Close uh, it off.
2: Well, what more can I say? You guys pretty much covered everything. <laughs> um, it, it sounds like it would fit on Rainbow Children. Um, there's a great vibe on the track. There's awesome drums, awesome guitar. The metal's great. And then it switches up into the double time and it rocks all out. It, it even, like... This guitar, it sounds like a motorbike starting up. Like You can hear it revving up, just starting to get into it. Even yeah. at the start of the track, and when it goes into the double time, every time, it just sounds like it's going to rev up and just explode, and it does. Um, you could even put this, you could even make a mixtape and put this after 3121, the song, and it would mm. flow straight into it. Um, maybe that was the original configuration, I mean, who knows. Um, the song rocks out, but you know, the only thing for me is just as they're ripping it up, at the end it fades out and it's just like, oh, you know, why does he do that, you know? You just think <laughs> that it's going to go on for another, you know, five
1: or ten minutes or what. See, I think, I thought the same about Love Like Jazz, incidentally. So I hope they bring it live, you know, in, in concert. Yeah. So a, a, an
2: extended version or something, I'd really like to hear something, this just go a little bit longer because it just, it's just it, too it's short. It's good. It's great.
1: I mean, the the the, the st- I won't call it shredding because it's it's way too good for shredding. But yeah. he's playing at the end. He he. he I could just <laughs> imagine him with those two, with Sonny and Michael, and they're just looking at him tearing it up. He's probably got he's probably got his eyes closed, you know, cheek uh, tongue in cheek, and just going, yeah, I'm ripping this up now. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Awesome playing. Some of the best guitar he's put down on, on record, I think. Yeah. So, uh, changing it up again, track number 10, It's Money. That's all it is. It's Money. Mr. Player, start it up again. Oh. What do you think about this track? All right. First of all, let me just say... Hold on. First of all, let me just say, messio give me a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
2: <laughs> let me just say, I do like this song. I do think it's funky. And I don't think it's a bad song. But... Now that I've I've made that disclaimer, let me just say how I see it. This song, to me, sounds like a show tune, like from a Broadway musical. I I just get this vision of a Broadway stage show with a big dollar sign on stage and Prince in a top hat and tails with a cane with some (laughs) dancing girls behind him doing jazz hands. Screaming out,
1: FIGGOTS!
2: (laughs) And so these girls are doing the jazz hands while he belts out out this track. You know, the whole horn line where it goes, da-da-da-da-bum, you know, it sort of adds to that. And, you know, it just reminds me that, like, the vision I get when I listen to this song is that old Warner Brothers Looney Tunes cartoon, The Frog with the Top Hat and <laughs> Michigan Joe <J-Fob>. Frog. <laughs> I just think of that. It just bugs me, this song. And because of that it just sounds like a show tune. Just the whole start of it, how this the the pe- the, the characters are talking at the start. It just sounds it just I get this vision of a broadway musical and then he comes along and he's talking about the girl and the money and da 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 and all this. It, it's okay, but
1: all right, and to to, 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 to Jam, what do you think about Money?
3: Uh, I like Money. <laughs> uh, no, uh, dude, like, this is this is a funky track. I think it's awesome. Um, the rumours are that this song is about Paris Hilton coming to see him in, in Vegas when he was playing in Vegas, and I can definitely hear that all the way through it. it I, I, I agree with the player that it does kind of have this vegas feel about it, but I think that's completely deliberate. And it's got this... Um, Kind of disco ball, uh, sort of string synth thing going in in the background. There's da, 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 da going in in the background, and, and that really makes the song. Yeah. I think um, it's. Uh, I also like the Camille effect on the voice, but uh, it's, it's it's done deliberately, quirkily. It's meant it's meant to sound. It's almost like you know, Prince is this. Um, kind of Willy Wonka kind of character, you know, leading everyone in the, in the, um, in the audience, just leading them along. And even, the, you know, the most beautiful girl in the world, she's completely hooked on this, this uh, imagery that he's presenting. And it kind of reminds me a bit of um, Alphabet Street on the Indigo Night CD, just this really live, not, not so much that it sounds live, but it, it brings, has this imagery of this, this small club where everyone is just absolutely mesmerised by the performer. And that's what I think the song brings across. And the horns at the end—they're so tight—it's awesome. Mm. And um, yeah, I don't have much more to say about this song. It's—it's really cool. It's really fun, and it's really cool.
1: Hey, Maceo, Maceo, give me a dollar. (laughs) I love that beginning. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. Okay, I agree with everything. Camille is back and up in this place. Camille returns. It's it's. This is what I think of it. It's a big. Ba- it's kind of a big band sound played by a small band, in a sense. If that makes any um, kind of uh, yeah. logical whatever whatever, it's, they're swinging. That's basically what they're doing. Um, you know, it's like a partial, part Vegas review, part forty swing. Or I don't even know if I got my errors correct there. But let me put it this way: it is relentlessly funky. The rhythm is awesome. Um, I, I don't. How, I don't know how he's playing this on the bass. Like not not that. It's necessarily difficult, but I just wonder, um, like really plucking it, and and it's really on point. So it's tight ass, and, and the the horns are tight as a mosquito's <laughs> behind. Um, God, the, the 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 great title, even better lyrics, and I don't know if anyone's ever seen a, a movie called Swingers. Nope. <laughs> another one. Uh, yeah, Swingers is um is a a track where. I won't go into it too much, but I guess they they, they kind of coined the term, um, at least in the public eye, um, money. But not money as in, like, currency, but more like, oh, you're so money tonight, you're looking hot, that kind of stuff. Oh, that's so money. Oh, look at those babies over there, they're so money, meaning, you know... they're they're hot or whatever they're cool everything's good so I kind of I kind of think there's a double meaning here and there's like a play on words it's not only the literal interpretation of what money is but also you know it's all money it's all good there ain't nothing wrong and um, that's when I listen to it that's the kind of impression I get so uh, this song reminds me of Girls and Boys I don't know if anyone gets that, that impression as well. Um, and it's not, in, it's not necessarily in the composition, but more in the attitude. This is Christopher Tracy, Price, uh, for God's sake. Christopher Tracy gets, gets his groove on again, and it's 2009, you know. Um, he's, he's just inhaled that helium, and he's, and he's going off. So I love it. I love it. It's a great track. It's, it's just a Christopher Tracy player vibe. That's all I've got in my notes. Um, it's relentless i uh, I also think that this is a uh you really need to listen to this discerningly a few times more than a few times and and you you 'll find new things in the song uh, it's kind of like you know is he is he being smart is he being coy um, well you know what do the lyrics really mean? Is it just a party track or is he basically sarcastically and kind of ironically making a, a another um is, you know form of social commentary I, I think there's more to this track than meets the eye Captain what do you think about this what do you think about money are you ready dollar sign this is the best song <laughs> on the album this is yeah, I'll, g- I'll give you that this is number one
0: this is my favourite song all three albums bloody Brian and, <laughs> and this is the best. this song Bancy, give me a head. dollar it's stuck in my head all day it won't go away. It's an earworm. It's it's so it's weird because it sounds a lot like Dream Factory. And at the same time, it sounds twenties, forties, whatever era. It sounds like I don't know the eras either. But I love this song. It's my favorite on this and all three albums. And I like the. I'm not sure if it's a bill voice, but it's slightly pitched. But it's uh, it's something. Hmm. It's great guitar work. It's got again horns, he didn't go overboard like he has and it's just this is a song, I love this song it gets stuck in all day and it just stays and I like the out, the intro with the talking it's like uh, whatever track it is on Graffiti Bridge And you know, for the more holes than a golf course to come up it didn't. <laughs> but um song, best song on all three albums
1: Macy, will give me a dollar and then we go into track number 12 Sorry, number eleven.
0: Whew. You can't beat money. Let's just forget it. That's the easy. Dreamer. End.
1: Show's over, guys. <laughs> Hope you enjoy the show. Uh, track number eleven is Dreamer. It was played on Leno very recently, played in played live recently. It's on this album. What do you guys think of this recently? I'll take it to Player. Start yeah. it up. Yeah.
2: All right, this track is an awesome track because it full-on rocks out. Uh, it's Prince at what Prince does best. The music's on point, the lyrics are on point. It's very hard to fault it. I hope he continues to make songs like this. Um, the first thing this song reminded me of when I heard it, it um when I heard the lean line, it wasn't so much Jimi Hendrix, but it reminded me of a part on the last December in Rainbow Children. There's a section around the 3 minute 33 mark, and it sounds like a slightly version, oh, yeah. slightly faster version of the lean line of Dreamer. So, again, tracks like these make Lotus Flower remind me of Rainbow Children. Um, but, yeah, just whip out last December and cue it up to 3 minutes 33, and you'll hear the Dreamer line in it. Um, and then the, he's got this blistering climatic solo at the end it's sensational, it's a real banging way to end the album um, as like a, f- a final vocal track um, very thought provoking lyrics about the, the chemicals being spread on the city and things like that um, and just to cap it off I think there's just the on a cowbell on the song as well
1: yeah it's hidden in the mix kind of isn't it? <laughs> it
2: is <laughs> It's not too dominant, it's just a little bit and it's just there. Yeah. He couldn't resist,
1: he had to put it in there. It doesn't, but I think it sounds good. Anyway. Yeah. That's it. Alright, <laughs> Captain. Uh, well... Uh. <laughs> Jeez, I could what just tell, fuck? I could just tell with you. All the, just a simple <laughs> expulsion of air and we know what's coming.
0: <laughs> After money, you, you can't do it. it, should have just ended... I don't know it's, it's this whole act it's, there's so much Hendrix on this album just bits and pieces all over the place and even though I don't really like Jimi Hendrix his music that much it is pretty good I don't really like the vocal delivery it's just there's there's not there's no melody it's just sort of goes along and you know, Thought the the guitar riff was good enough to, the whole song, and he could just do you know crap, delivery and wrong, he's wrong. It's good as it's not enough to make the whole song great. Um, yeah, the vocals they're, they're, they're all right, there's no chorus except "You Dreamer" and that's it. There's not a the chorus it's thing. But um, and before anyone asks, there's there's not too much. Uh, I told you he, he's been there he knows he's been lazy and he's pulled back a bit, but um, yeah, that's fair. Uh, not the best song.
1: Slammed it face down, Toe Jam. Can you pick this up? Yeah, uh, this is a rocking
3: track. A rocking track. I, the thing that really I really like about this is is the lyrics and the message. And you know, Prince has always been. Um, he's always come from that. You know, the Flower Power generation and. I think the the lyrics are really on the spot here about saying, hey, look, you know, we had this dream, and, you know, then Martin the king got shot, and, and, you know, the world turned to turned to shit. and uh, But he's still a dreamer. He's still a dreamer. He still believes in that dream. And I think that there's a really strong message behind that. And, this, you know, the spraying chemicals, I don't think he literally believes that. But I think it's, um, you know, he's letting people know that, you know, there's people out there that live in these, in these slums and th- you know, they grow up believing that there's this massive conspiracy against them. And it's not that there actually is, but, um, when people just, you know, ignore people like that, uh, this is the kind of craziness that, that starts happening in the world. So I think the message in this song is, is really important. And he, and he delivers it really well. Um, saying, look, you guys can believe what you want, but I'm still, I'm still a dreamer in this dream. And I think that that's a pretty cool, uh, concept. Um, Yeah, it's a really rocking track. It's, um, you know, the composition isn't completely uh, original in terms of, like, it's pretty straightforward rock, really. But, you know, again, the guitar solos just go off. Uh, No complaints there. Um, Yeah, it's it's just a really well-produced, well-made rock song.
0: Toe jam sprays chemicals in the city when you sleep.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I, I want to pick that up and, and go into my thoughts on Dreamer. Uh, I think it's an excellent track. I think it's an excellent rock song. I think it's an excellent way to, um, you know, to to push the album towards its conclusion. However, I'll leave the music aside for now and and agree with what most people have said about the lyric and the lyrical content. I think it's I think it's brilliant. Um, it, it's thought provoking in a very similar way to Colonize Mind, um, and uh, and also I guess to to a lesser degree Boom. Um, you know, very interesting lyrics, historical um, but tasteful. Notably absent are religious references, and and I would have thought. For, for, for someone in 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 prince 's headspace currently or at least what's was widely published about uh, about him and you know um, his personal views um, that he would have put those in you know in a song like dreamer uh, it 's so pr- poetic potentially prophetic who knows um, they 're missing those references aren 't there um, it 's a very universally um, constructed or at least he's kept that he he, i think he's he's constructed this and he's kept in mind the fact that um you know the world is listening to this you know people from all different corners of the globe and and and, you know these are his thoughts and he's putting them out there i agree with that 100 percent. awesome wah-wah work and you know the Jimi hendrix reference with regards to the um initial riff is undisputable um and 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 I like it. It, it sounds good. You know, he's, he's not playing it note for note, and it is different. It, it is in the same uh, vein. Also, the way that it's constructed, with um, with how the the, um, the 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 drums kick in after that, that's also very similar to um, to the uh, Voodoo Child versions. Um, but what I also like is the distortion, the effect pedals, some of the reverb he's using, the whammy bar. It's awesome. It's, it's guitar playing at its best, and it really is a, a, um, an amazing thing to listen to, especially on headphones, once again. Uh, I mentioned that. Um, just finally, with, the, with regards to the vocal delivery, I don't, I don't find the vocal delivery lazy, or the 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 the, um, the chord progressions lazy either. I just think they're great. It's it's almost takes me back to like depression era uh, rock, um, and you know with 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 um, with Cora and Josh at the helm as well, which which we haven't mentioned. I mean, a lot of people confuse this with Michael B and Sunny T. I I, can't, I can see the comparisons, but I, you know, when I first heard this, I I, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was Michael B and Sonny T. When I started listening closer, I, I saw the other two in, in there. Um, but hey, it's a great performance. They are going hard. I think this is the hard those two have ever played together. So it's heavy, it's raw, it's awesome guitar. Um, Hendrix, Stevie Ray Vaughan. You know, first there was Hendrix, then there was Stevie, and now now there's Prince. You know, you can leave John Mayer aside. And the close, <sighs> awesome. You know, it reminds me of "Let's Go Crazy" in the way that it closes. Very, very similar, and you know you can just imagine him playing this, finishing off a gig and just throwing the guitar off out into the you know into the wilderness straight up off the stage, just walking off with a pimp strut going, yeah, that's it done, done as as uh, sunny as T closes out track twelve wait, what did he say it's over man it's done <laughs> it is done all right um. So, so that brings Dreamer to a close and finishing this amazingly eclectic, amazingly organic, amazingly amazing album off track number 12. Back to the Lotus, start this up, Mr. Toe Jam.
3: Uh, this is brilliant. Again, this is brilliant. <laughs> it's so classily arranged. Um, you know, some of the arrangement in this is a lot more, it's, it's more highly arranged than the sounds, I should say, that's the way of putting it. Um, there's some really nice guitar harmonies. Um, the uh, the bassline kind of reminds me a bit of an old John Contrace, Coltrane culture um, song, A Love Supreme. It's kind of a Love Supreme, a Love Supreme, and the bass is going, Dum, okay, Dum, I can hear that. Know, that's, very yeah, good pickups, it, by, very good pickups,
1: by the but, way. <laughs>
3: it's probably just it's probably a complete coincidence because really, there's nothing that uh, other than that that is similar about the two. Songs. Um, but Yeah, this reminds me. This is um, where I kind of, kind of reminds me of Return to Forever. This kind of really highly arranged jazz fusion rock kind of stuff, and uh, it's such a good way to finish the album. And I love the craziness at the end. It's again, it's we're, le- we're now leaving the galaxy, and it's to me it sounds like there's all these you know we're leaving the galaxy, and there's these radio waves that are still coming in from some sort of transmission, and, and we're finally we're getting away from it, and the song just fades perfectly. So, um, yeah, great way to finish the album uh, and, a, a, and an awesome instrumental track.
1: All right, all right. Uh, Captain, what do you think about the close-up? Back to the Lotus.
0: Well, the thing about this track is about halfway, th- I think it's over. Does anyone else get that?
1: I, I, I think so too, yeah, and then they added it's something like else in.
0: Five-minute track and like two and a half minutes in, everything just disappears and then it comes back. And then it goes mental for the last couple of minutes. Flowers, flowers, it's, flowers. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> but it's got, it's got great. Guitar and it, it, there's some parts of it remind me of the xenophobia, the, the track. Mm-hmm. Just some of the lines he was playing. But, um, yeah. yeah, what can you say? It's a good end to the album. started like this and it ended slightly bit heavier and more cracked. Yeah, it's good.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of feel like, uh, as all you do, uh, except that it's obviously one track split into two, but, and please everyone correct me if I'm wrong, um, I think this starts off in a different key. So obvi- they've obviously split it, spliced it up, and this starts off in a different key, at least the bass is, uh, to my ears. Um, and then it goes heavy. Um, it's just all over the place. Uh, uh, this is in my opinion, from the Lotus and specifically back to the Lotus, I think is his greatest... Inst- it's a big call to make, but I think it's, if not his greatest, then one of his top, top instrumental tracks ever. Ever. Uh, it's that good. It's trippy. It's guitar heavy. It's, it's quirky. It, um, uh, I, I love the undertones. Um, you know the the bass playing is particular. I read a comment somewhere that that someone uh, kind of equated Prince's soloing with um, uh, I don't know if anyone's aware of a band called Fish, but they they play very kind of trippy experimental type stuff, type music. Or I don't know, he, he, even Zappa esque. Really, some of the soloing here it's very interesting, um, and I think he's stretching. So you know this is this is Hendrix and on acid. He's just going off, and you know, like Sunny, like Sunny T says, yeah, "It's over, man. It's done." And I don't know if you guys, if you guys put it up really loud, I'm pretty sure right yeah. after that he goes, "That's disappointing." <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Play that's it really awesome. loud. And to me, if 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 that's indeed what he says, because it sounds very similar, that's just insanely funny. Cause, and you can hear. Uh, there's actually one one other thing I have to mention somewhere in the South Pacific corner of our studio studio all that kind of stuff is awesome and um, yeah. and a final final thing again um, is you can hear some feedback about four minutes in. Can you guys hear that yeah and and i'm 'm 'm so glad that the, he left that in because it sounds awesome it 's as if like it almost gives the impression that you know that whole process going back into the lotus, or you know finishing the, finishing this whole concept, and this journey. It's like they're barely. It's like Star Wars. You know, they're barely making it out of the <laughs> out of the ship. It's like everything's everything's just kind of you know that from the lotus was this organic um, blossom and, and bloom, and this is kind of you know that it's tearing away at the seams and and disappearing. It's like we're being bloom. born yeah exactly and, and into Oblivion you know and, and whew, it's amazing man play this le- turn this up to 11 on your headphones and take a shower it's like it's like listening to something like Machine Gun uh, just forget it unreal stuff so finishing this track with Mr. Player what are your final thoughts on the final track
2: yeah, this is like the first track. It's like the experience is finished and you're getting back into your spaceship and going back home to reality. It's like it's the end of it. Um, the elements of the coda of Dolphin from The Undertaker is in there, the distorted vocals. It's a great way to close it out and finish it up. It's like you've had your orgasm and now it's making a cigarette. <laughs> it's done. Um <laughs> and then if you if you put this album on repeat from the end and it goes back to the start, it sort of flows in it nicely, and you can listen to the whole album again, like on an infinite loop. It's just a great way to end the whole concept of the album. It's great
1: All right, all right wow that that brings us to the end of the of the album. Ah uh, come uh, i just i don't know what else to say about it i'm'm I'm, ec- I'm ecstatic about about just the experience of listening to this. I've been playing this to death. I've left Elixir, Elixir to the side. Um, MPLS sound I play from time to time, but, but but this is just such a concept. It's such a conceptual album. It's brilliant. I just think it's brilliant. Final thoughts from anyone. Just jump in and tear away at it.
0: I'll just say one interesting point I just thought of four seconds ago when you were saying it's, you know, with bass and... look album Exodus, which mostly Michael B., Sonny T., and Prince, the whole concept was very similar about this in outer space. Now he's gone back to those same guys to album of a very similar concept, Mm. which I just thought of. But the other thing that's weird is he's gone back to Michael B. and Sonny T. How many members has he gone back to and recorded a with? It's not something he... He's known for doing.
1: It's a very interesting point, actually. Yeah, yeah. only well, really Chile. Yeah,
0: yeah. But he's really good friends occasionally. Yeah, Eric Leeds come down then, but if they're back, even semi permanently, that's that's a, a rare thing that he's done. The back. Yeah. Well, I think it's, a, a, it's always been about going forward and not looking back. He's gone to these guys. It's just it's weird. I'm not complaining. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, it's, it's excellent. He can, they can stay for as long.
1: I think one of us, or one of you guys, have made the statement before, and, and and I'll put it out there again because I'm of the opinion that that the MPG power trio—that's it. You know what I mean? That that is the holy of hol the holiest of holies in the in the Prince World from my point of view. You get Sonny T, Michael B, and Prince in a studio. That's that's all you need. It is. Um, you know with all due respect to the revolution Son of the Times Love Sexy bands, all that kind of stuff these guys just have a chemistry and an understanding it's very similar to, um, to I, I guess almost like a, well actually very similar to the, to the Jimi Hendrix experience um, the trio or, yeah very very similar definitely
0: though I would add Levi now and then he's an excellent rhythm player and an excellent bass player.
2: He won't be coming back. No. Not if you try to see Prince, no, eh?
1: <laughs> no. He won't be back. Yeah, that's uh, we, we've got a lot of episodes up our sleeve, I guess, discussing best, you know, greatest bands of all time, all that kind of stuff. Um, so, I mean, uh, you know, this this is t- still relatively um, early in the mix. I mean, the, the the album's been out for a little while now. Um, you know, we're talking about it. No doubt our opinions might change, intensify, lessen, who knows. But, um, you know, I, I think I'm on the right right wavelength in saying that, that this is... Uh, well, let me put it this way. How many of you would agree with me in saying that this is the greatest whole album studio release since 2002? Yeah. yeah. All yeah. Right. How many it would counts. say...
3: Well, I was going to say, um, I'm actually, at the moment, I'm so ecstatic about this album. I'm actually saying it's his best album for a long time, possibly even further past the Gold Experience. And wow. the reason being, uh, Rainbow Children and Gold Experience, as much as they are absolutely amazing and brilliant albums. Segway? Uh, the segues <laughs> can get a bit distracting. Um, and this one doesn't have those. So it, it's got the music and the uh, the music. Uh, level of sophistication of the Rainbow Children it's got the power and the guitars of the of, of uh, the gold experience yet it's, it's, more, it's more complete, it's more rounded uh, it, it, there's no annoying segues, there's no religious ranting, it's just amazing song after amazing song and uh, I don't know, maybe I am drinking the purple kool-aid but I'm so enthusiastic about that album right now absolutely amazing
1: yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I have to agree with you. I mean, probably anyone that, that's listening can pick up in my tone of voice and the fact that I keep going on and on about it. But, you know, as 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 much as I'm a fan of it and as much as I agree with what you've just said, I feel like it's an amazing album but there's still so much more to gain from it. Like I I, I feel like a, just like a little kid. This I I haven't even begun to go through the 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 motions really. Um, with regards to you know picking up, picking up things in the music and in the concept and in the lyrics and in the meanings and you know I feel like an infant and and even at this stage I feel like it's really good, um, so you know just the the, the fact that I that, that I thought forever was a piece of junk and I, and I now think that, feel you know that it's a great track, it, it's just difficult to say. It's difficult to say.
0: With the, I've got to say. I'm not big lyrics. I don't know if anyone's picked that up or not. I really usually don't listen to them. Listen to him singing, but I just go into my head. I just listen to the music, and I listen to like the vocal words. I really don't listen to them that much. That that I'm that will affect my my rating out of ten and what are songs because like colonized mind and other songs. I on about the vocals and he's the message. I just don't even hear it because
1: I'm not listening. See, that makes sense because you mentioned if I was your girlfriend before, and I think for as as amazingly as amazing as the music on that track is, I find the the statement that he's making the the most um, groundbreaking and, and amazing part of that track.
0: See, and I don't even know what it is. I've never even listened to it. <laughs> I, I've listened, I I mean, I know the world, I Just don't think about. It what he's what he's trying to do words i'm not a fan of poetry
1: or that probably so, suits you well when you I'm listen more. that probably suits you really really well when you listen to stuff like mr goodnight and you know, that kind of <laughs> <laughs> well like you, not, you, you you'd love the rainbow children
0: <laughs> i do I, all, yeah. all the stuff that people whinged about on rainbow and all the the deep voice religious thing i
1: really holocaust aside many lived and died yeah it,
0: me at all because I didn't really listen to it. Mm. I was listening to the music. And yeah.
2: His lyrics are definitely getting better. His lyrical writing is definitely getting better.
1: Yeah, I agree. with that. I agree with that. Okay. that. Alright, let's go to the round table. Lotus flower. We did the impressions. Now this is the official review. For everyone listening, you're about to get the final scores. Out of ten, it's gonna be a hard one. Let's start with Captain.
0: Oh, I'm thinking we should do out of 100 because ten's hard. <laughs> um, you've only got like 7 and seven and a half. I mean, if you've got 100, you can do like, you know, 87. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's too many variables. For got God's got say. Space. Just go 8.7 in that case.
0: Okay, if we can do, well, I mean, you've got space for the greater albums. You've got where to go.
1: Well, I, I mean, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let you speak
0: but um, uh, it's going to be you know, it'll be close to a 9. It could be like a point 0.8. Wow. So there are still better albums that have to review yet, and they, those higher numbers. All right, like, all
1: it, right. It's pretty close to a 9. Player, out of 10, Lotus Flower all at right. this point in time. All right, I'll give you my final
2: thoughts. This is, without a doubt, one of his best working years pretty much sticks and remains faithful to the concept with no irrelevant segues or interludes. My only criticisms is it's too short as an album and some of the songs themselves are too short and there are some bad transitions between the tracks and it leaves, the whole album leaves the listener walking away wanting more, um, which made me think, there was a song called The Divine that was talked up in the lead-up to this release mm. as being so great that Prince will probably never release it. Well, if it's that good, throw it on this and let us be the judge of it, you know? if uh, Even if he's digging up old tracks like Feel Better, Feel Good, what about Glass Cutter? Glass Cutter could even fit on this configuration easily, of an album. Easily, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's when I think about songs like that and the sh- the length of this album, you know, I was maybe an hour, 70 minutes, 80 minutes, and you could throw on glass, card, things
1: like that. Because it it's it, only 47
0: it's, minutes or something, isn't it?
1: Yeah. It's just it's not really long. It's, just it's, about just, as, it's about as long as Purple, purple Rain, really. Mm.
2: Yeah, see, that's weird. Uh, see, that's why I like the Rainbow Children, because he, he takes his time, it, it stretches out, and, yeah, I was just wanting more. Um, all in all, this is a step in the right direction, and hope the next three CDs are more like this and a lot less than the last three. Um, And also, too, just looking at the... um, What's it called? The credits. Looking at the credits and how Tamar's a backing vocalist, I mean, it makes you wonder how old these tracks are. I think a good chunk of them are from this 2004-2005 era so I just wonder out of all the tracks that are here how many are very recent I think a lot of them are are quite old yeah um but scoring this out of 10 I'd give this a 9 out of 10
1: All right. very solid scores Okay, Toe Jam give us your thoughts uh I
3: think I kind of said my final thoughts before but out of 10 uh at the moment a 9 and a half I think this is a brilliant album um there's you know as i've been going through track by track there's not a single track on this album that i'm disappointed by in in any single in any single way sure you know we all have our little misgivings here and there but there's no track on here that i really think oh i would have preferred that or this could have been a bit better here um it just flows really well the song the songwriting's top class the lyrics are for prince's standard at top class the guitar playing is insane all the way through he sticks to the concepts um there's no random tracks. There's no annoying segues. It, it, it all fits perfectly to my ears. And I don't mind the fact that it's not overly long. I think um, sometimes in these concept albums, some artists go over the top and they try and make them too, too big and too grand, and it ends up coming across a bit pompous. But I think he's, he's stuck to it. He said, "No, I'll keep it this 50-minute length, and, and that's what it'll be. And so I don't mind the, the short length. So yeah, my final thoughts, this this is an amazing album. If you haven't bought it already, go out and get it. Join the website. Buy it from Target if you're in the States. Uh, Love it. Love it. 9.5 out of 10 for me.
1: All right. And finishing up, I'm a straight 9 out of half, 9.5 out of 10 as well. Uh, And who knows what will happen over time. Um, You know, Prince has released so much music that it is almost impossible not to compare this work with his previous stuff. So I'm going to do something very, 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 very quickly and basically go chronologically from 78 onwards and say that Lotus Flower, better than For You, better than Prince, better than Dirty Mind, better than Controversy, doesn't touch 82 to 88. I'm sorry, but it just doesn't touch that material. That's the Holy Grail. That's the golden he- that that is that is that's it. You don't even you you don't even mention that in the same sentence. But even saying that, I think that the that that this is an extremely strong set. And then you know you don't it doesn't really he doesn't really hit his stride as far as al- albums. Now I'm not talking about individual songs as far as albums because we're, we're reviewing the album doesn't doesn't compare to anything until Gold Experience, which I believe trumps this album unfortunately. But you know th- this this is just on a only a comparative review, and then. I have to say that he has not released a single album since the Gold Experience that at least this early on in my listening experience, and that's not even considering MPLS sound, that I've been this surprised by. I'm more surprised by this album than amazed. So I'm giving it a 9 out of 10, sorry, a 9.5 out of 10, based on how good I I think it is. Um, You know, because I'm just, I'm still getting into the material. Um... You know, I reckon when, if I score this in the future, it might just go straight off the charts. It might be that good. Or I might say, you know what, overall, you know, it's been a year, it's, it's more like about a 7 out of 10, similar to a 31-21. You know, who knows what's going to happen. But at this stage, I don't know. Uh, player mentioned, you know, it's a step in the right direction. And, and you hope that the next three albums are going to be like this. I, I can't believe that... that we've just received two two albums he's just released two albums of such amazingly high quality material um and for the most part of it is he's not repeating himself I mean, it's just amazing to me and um what can i say this is this is probably the greatest year uh considering um our our, our ages i guess <laughs> or at least my age um being a prince fan you know he's released something that is That is now in my all-time top ten Prince albums, without a doubt. It's it's an amazing piece of work. Um, He's laboured over this supposedly for over five years, and and now I understand why. Because because this is just, I'm just going to put it on. That's all.
0: I'll just say one thing: since probably since Gold Experience and Rainbow should exclude. Haven't been very good, and I've been hammering him on orums all over the place. <laughs> it was you. <laughs> it was me. And no candy for you. <laughs> You're a you hater know, on the internet. <laughs> you know what? It's on that. <laughs> but um, I always thought, even though he's putting out these albums, and I'm like, yeah, okay, it's, it's just a song, whatever. And I always thought he's still gonna make it a more great album and this is it it's not going to be the times but it's going to be great this is it yeah i've been saying since like 1996 after new power soul and rave and even a man wasn't that good it was okay and then it was just album after except for rainbow children was oh pretty good it's not great then you had musicology uh, Others were thirty-one, twenty-one, Planet Earth, and I always thought, yeah, he's still got to make at least one more good album, great album, and he's done it.
1: Zip. And we haven't even touched Minneapolis sound, so that's that's ridiculous to me. That is amazing. It's like sign of the times for two thousand and nine. That's what I just I keep saying, and you know they're so different at the same time, but just (laughs) such strong material. I will be wrapped. I, I think for forever <laughs> with this release. It's a uh, man I, I can't believe how good it is sometimes. I know, I didn't I, I might have said this in the Impressions podcast. I didn't think he was capable of producing an album as comprehensively and consistently. That's the word I'm looking for. Consistently that good. And Tojo mentioned it again, you know. There's no segues Everything streams into into everything else so well. The concept matches up, the instrumentation, the effects, the mastering, everything just fits. Um, this is this is brilliant. This is a brilliant piece of work by, dare I say, pop's greatest artist. So, um, amen I'm just to waiting,
0: that. I'm just waiting. 28-minute version of Disco Jelly, for, you know.
1: <laughs> Yeah. So now, bring on the tour, is all I say. Uh, and and in concluding the show, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it for the for the third encore of the night. Any other thoughts? Any other things to say? Any other anything that we haven't mentioned about this this phenomenal release? Uh, just just Captain, just try and wipe the grin off my face. Go ahead. Mention in the morning after all you want. Now it's over. I'll just go home. Just it's one, over.
0: One thing similar to what Toe Jam said is not disappointed with any of the I'm not either there's tracks like that much still I wouldn't change a song on the album the, the album I'm not gonna say disappointed with any of the tracks either they're all pretty good if not some are great but um, yeah I'm not disappointed at all with this album it's the greatest album in a long time
1: 15 years greatest album in 15 years just
0: because I don't like this part of it or whatever it's still that doesn't matter the greatest album
1: in ages and you know what would make the greatest album in ages greater if he went out on tour set up the stage according to this theme the colours the band you know I don't know brought Uh, out the whole album had, had, had the family opening up or something I mean that'd be crazy
2: I was just about to say that. It'd be really disappointing if he doesn't follow through on a tour and ignore some of the tracks that are on this album and, and do what he's been doing for the last 12 years or so, yeah. taking one or two songs, playing them for 30 seconds, and then launching straight back into the hits. Mm. Yeah. He's, he's at least got to do it some justice. Because if he just skips this and then releases the next album and totally ignores this, it's a, it'd be a real shame because there's some great stuff on here.
1: Yeah, I he's, agree with
2: that. I
0: think he's got to know this is a great album. Yeah, but who knows know who's, who,
2: who he's trying to target in, in in the live setting, if he's trying to please everybody by doing some hits mm. or if he's actually going to go back to more of a fan base thing and, and deliver these... These not so commercially accessible. Even you could release some of these songs, and they'd do really well in the charts if you really went behind it. So I just really hope he he gets into it.
0: If he did a sim to One Night Alone tour with a chunk of this album and Uh, forget it, and a few random tracks,
1: that'd be amazing. I mean, do you know it would be amazing? He could play this album from start to finish, and that'd be like one of the greatest gigs. Yeah, definitely. And extend it, and you know hear the extended version of boom, and hear the extended version of love like jazz, and all that kind of stuff,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, yeah, I'm salivating <laughs> <laughs> well, see him before you do <laughs> yeah if if all if all goes well, I don't know, it's just
0: yeah
1: it's it's you know so far, um we've got like the album in our hands, but the the gigs are still to come, we hope, so yeah, yeah. You just keep going around in circles. This is the best album, man. This is the best album. Where's my shirt, Prince? No. <laughs> He's uh, licking the stamps.
2: <laughs> posting them now.
1: Brilliant work. I, it's a, you know what it is? It's, it's an artistic triumph more than anything else. It's a conceptual, spiritual, artistic triumph. It's, it's ridiculous. Unbelievable. If you haven't got it already, get it. Listen to it on headphones constantly, consistently. Yeah. That's all you can
0: do, it. do. Blow your head off. That'll be great. Not literally, blow.
1: And then come <laughs> back to... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then can come back to the uh, Podbean blog, Peach and Black podcast site in a week or so, maybe a little bit longer, maybe a little bit shorter, who knows. And uh, um, let's say a couple of weeks even. And, uh, you know, we're going to tackle number two, album number two. Uh, Minneapolis Sound, that's going to be a trip as well. Uh, I can only imagine <laughs> some of the comments that we'll be getting into, so that should be good.
0: Quick shout out to Al Tom, because to,
1: if he's still awake. That right. <laughs> oh, that's right. We've got some live listeners. Um, actually, what I wanted to say on the shout out note, as we've been doing for a little while, is a very quick shout out to the FreedomTrainOnline.com guys, uh, specifically to Michael Dean who does that show there and all the guys there um, and also today dropping who's been, who's been making some comments as well so thanks for the thanks for the support guys it's been pretty good and um, you know we we're also liking what what you guys are doing so so keep doing it um, dawn experience as well that you know every time we release an episode it's live on there we've got a few uh, anonymous people um, also you know putting our links up on their blogs and on their websites um, so yeah th- things are going good um, and you know all you can do between now and the next review listen to these to these songs listen to this music and just go nuts because uh, you know what <laughs> this this cover this darn cover I'm wearing it out this I've got three scratches on the CD already the um <laughs> the, the, the the cardboard's, cardboard's all yeah, tattered yeah. cardboard's all tattered um but hey
0: don't worry you can buy another a new uh, Blue Eggs For only two bucks.
1: Oh, well, I hope so.
2: (laughs) I hope so. Does your Bria Valente CD still have a
1: shiny diamond above the dotted eye? (laughs) Or is that all creased? No, no, no. That's the cleanest part of this album. (laughs) (laughs) Have you you heard the latest with her? She's actually going to be the spokesperson on the Tavis Marley.
2: Yeah. So won't speak at all. So hopefully he'll do a track, but she's going to finally reveal herself and
1: Well, I know, I know what track he's doing, and you guys will probably figure it all out, but um yeah, I'll leave it as a surprise.: What on Tavis? No, no no on Ellen oh, uh, no. I know I know what he's doing as well. Yeah, everyone knows on the, yeah. Go on the most common <laughs> website and you can find that out. Um, yeah Tavis, I don't know. I don't even know if uh, if you will be performing on Tavis. there's no confirmation, so we'll see.
0: I have to do one shout out. To a listener who called Prince a fancy lesbian, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> Actually, I read that interview. That was classic stuff. That was great interview. You know what? They're, those those girls have got more balls. <laughs> those ladies, I should say, have got more balls than 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 anyone else combined. I mean, they probably really... do. <laughs> There's a stain in the show. I'm not editing this out. Um, uh, big shout out to Wendy and Lisa. Actually, um, I don't know if anyone subs- subscribes to Twitter, but um, I-, I was checking out just out for fun uh, Questlove's t- Twitter post. <laughs> he posts some really funny shit on there, and uh, also Wendy and Lisa. And you know, they, they said they were really digging, um, in other words, enjoying uh, MPLS sound. The only thing that they weren't a fan of was the um, auto tune effect on Chocolate Box. But they said dance, for me, was like one of the best things he's done in who knows how long and all that kind of stuff, which, which, I, which we agree with, hopefully.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's pretty interesting how they're um, following mu- his music and how they're interpreting it. But after mm-hmm. that last interview that's been published, I don't think they'll be on um,
1: good terms. <laughs> well, I, th- I love... I, and you, big, big shout-outs to, to Lisa Coleman. I think she said something along the lines of, I'll that's all right, that I'll call. take the call. <laughs> <laughs> To tell pretty because Wendy was sort of saying, "Oh, well, I bet you we're going to take a call. We should probably sort of t- turn it down." And Lisa said something along the lines "Oh, well, all right, I'll take the call. That's alright, I don't care. Let, <laughs> let him, let him call me. Come on, pretty, pretty boy." So she's she's got some guts. You got to love that. Yeah. And actually, a big shout out also to their new release um, on, on WendyLisa dot com. Uh, I haven't actually downloaded it yet, but I'm planning to. But I've heard the streaming music, and it's very, um, very interesting. Very atmospheric music. Yeah,
3: yeah that's a cool app. I, I really like that.
1: Oh, you've got that already, have you? White well, flags. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We doing a lot of TV yeah, stuff. chimneys. So that's that's really cool. Um, I, I guess we'll just finish it on, on um, if you guys are happy to prophesize for a minute or two with regards to, I guess, you know, there's no tour at the moment, but... <sighs> We mentioned this before. Who's the band? Who's the band going to be? Is it going to be Ronda and, and J- Johnny B? Well, is it going to be Josh and Cora? Is it going to be Michael B and Sonny T? I would be disappointed if it isn't the power trio. You know, I think everyone's holding out for that.
2: Yeah. I, I reckon it's going to be more of the same. Uh, I'd like to see Sonny T Michael B, but I don't think they're, they're going to tolerate he's calling up three in the morning crap and come over and record some songs. So, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to see it, but I don't think it's going to be happening. I think we're going to get more of the same of Corrin.
0: They've got their own stuff going on as well anyway. Whether they could, could go on tour, who knows? Mm-hmm. So even if they wanted to, they've got so much other stuff going on themselves.
1: Yeah, how, but how could you not tour this album? Anyway, I digress. Mm. <laughs> get on the road. Well, it, does, it
3: Would be pretty strange to you know record half an album with them and then get them up for this you know the first show he did to not to just say okay see you later guys so that'd be a bit strange I think. But what about the other two bands though? Well, Who, is, I, I seem to think he's still going to he's still going to go with the the three band concept because it just seems a bit weird to suddenly if he suddenly ditched one like if he was going to ditch one I guess it'd be probably John Blackball and Renato. but you know again three to bring their bands. Yeah, how would that work know. that's a big well, payroll it's sort of, yeah that's true but it kind of fits in with the you know the three album you know there's a three album three bands three shows kind of thing I don't know I'm probably, I'm probably wrong but
1: well you never we'll know I mean if it was a residency that'd make that, that could make yeah. be a lot more realistic you know setting up a residency somewhere in the US and then having people you know whichever band is in town that night <laughs> can play yeah so it'd be interesting mm. Right, are they doing rehearsals right now, or is uh, Prince watching repeats of The Matrix? <laughs> He's licking stamps. <laughs> That's what I... I better get my shirt, damn it. It's on the back of the album, I want it. He leaks. All right. So, shout-outs done. Uh, album review done, everything else done. Stay tuned for more of the same, and hopefully we'll um, be bringing it to you soon. Uh, MPLS Sound, Elixir and reviewing everything else that's good in between. We've also got uh, other albums that will be coming up. Um, you know, might be having some special guests coming on the show at some point this year so check it out, peace out and uh, if anyone's got anything else to say, say it now because I'm about to drop it out. Shoot
3: Shoot the duck. Shoot the duck. Shoot the duck.